Welcome to We Are the Champions, an investigative criticism podcast about the world of League of Legends. I'm Nora. And I'm Olivia. Um, this week, um, we decided to kill some people. Parody. <laughs> In Minecraft. In Minecraft. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm- yeah, we really, you know, we need to go B, but first we need that 2,000 gold, so... Look at you. I forgot that that I forgot that there is even a game associated with League of Legends. Um, the game is rolling a random number every week. Damn, damn. It's um, but when we rolled a random number this week, uh, it just said kill. Yeah, it it um when we rolled a random number, the Excel spreadsheet started flashing, and there the, 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 you know sort of an alarm went off. Um, there's a containment breach, and we've got to purge the facility for the safety of all researchers involved. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm just going to be honest. Um, I have been low motivation on this podcast. Um, I feel like we've had more episodes than I would like where I just don't have much to say on the podcast. Um, and I think that's because, like... At its core, League of Legends is not <laughs> that interesting. Um, the world of League of Legends that we are here to describe to you is not rigorously designed. Mm-hmm. And it's not even very, like... What is a, What is an adverb for, like, putting in effort? You know? Rigorously? <laughs> no, rigorously is, like, according to some kind of, like, framework or structure, Right? with rigor you know but like the like i don't know like okay we got a moo this week right and like what are you gonna say about a moo he's a sad mummy he's a sad mummy sorry he's if you sorry if you're in a moo fan but like people I, who like a moo he's nice <laughs> he's he's nice well actually he's very if you sad hear, if you hear things uh in the background that's just because small cat has a drink mm-hmm. yeah and another thing is there was one week where we were going to have autumn come in as a guest and then we just hung out with autumn for two hours and at no point did we want to turn on the microphones and start the podcast because it was like <laughs> oh i feel i'm worried it's just gonna be like a more boring podcast than just hanging out and so you know that's a problem right like i think that's a problem yeah. with your ongoing podcast um so we talked it over, right? And your and whose suggestion was it? Me. That we, I, f- yeah. I feel like we combined some suggestions, right? It's, like this is the Zanskar hour. Yeah, one of us suggested. One of us suggested that we like 
just choose champions. I think you suggested that we roll like multiple characters in one week and then we choose which one we find is most interesting. Mm-hmm. But I, like the thing I was hitting on was like originally our commitment was we're going to cover all the champions. But when you cover all the champions, eventually you have to get a million stinkers. And we kind of like we knew there were going to be some stinkers, but I feel like there's been more just like not even stinkers, but just like mediocre yeah, characters. Yeah. It's like okay, there's not much of anything to this character, and not even in. What do we say about Cled? Hmm. Yeah. What Kled. do we say about Cled? What do we say about Amumu? Like, mm-hmm. what do we say about Darius? He's a guy. Darius, I liked the Darius episode actually. The I, Darius episode was good. It, it, we we liked Darius because when we like <laughs> when we when we went into his story, it was just like the same blonde woman being murdered four times, <laughs> which was at least funny. But like Cled is not that. Corky is not but, that. Um, and we're not going to sit here and say, "Here's the list of discourse champions, and we're gonna get mad about them for you." Uh huh. Yeah. So. And then it was you, Nora, who definitely, you suggested, like, an episode where you take, like, ten champions, and then we just decide, like, we used to do that thing with the Zanskar Minute where we decided who lived and who died, um, and you were like, let's do that with ten champions, and I was like, let's do that with all champions. So that's- Every champion we haven't covered yet will be judged tonight. Mm-hmm. They- and if they are found wanting- we will kill them. If we're not into it, gone. No gone. No need for Corky in our new empire. Our new empire. Yes, our empire of League of Legends champions. Yeah. Uh, so th- like we will tell you what all the characters are. We will read their little blurb, but we will not in depth cover and like go over every skin of like like you said, Corky is probably not going to make it. Yeah. Spoilers. If we if we read the blurb and we go, oh, that sounds interesting. Keep. We're going to do an episode on it. If we read a blurb and we go, I feel like I know everything I need to know about this guy. Yep. I don't. I, I'm not sure how well my sound effects are showing up. <laughs> who can do a who can do a gun noise? molly probably probably we need to get molly on the podcast yeah get molly on the podcast and this is not binding you know this is not a binding resolution if ghosts exist in league of legends hmm ghosts exist in league of legends Ghosts do exist if somebody is like you know if a friend you know say we get molly and she's like oh i really wanted to do a quirky episode and we're like really and she's like, yeah, Corky's great. And she like tells us a little bit about Corky. And we're like, oh, that does sound like it would be fun, actually. We can bring Corky back and do a Corky episode. But this is just, we are trying to, to get out the chaff. Yeah, that's the Weekend at Bernie clause. We reserve the right to Weekend at Bernie any character that we kill. I've never seen Weekend at Bernie's. That's all right. I, I, I assume it's probably... Nobody remembers anything about it except the premise for a reason. Probably. I'm guessing it's probably just an, I'm going to guess here, an 80s sex comedy. (laughs) All right. So I have, I have all the, I have tabs for every single champion that we have not covered open. And I have the Journal of Justice. I like how you. I like how one of these character, one of these uh, categories in the Journal of Justice spreadsheet is redeemed. Nobody here is redeemed. 
you they will either be redeemed or condemned by us. <laughs> yeah, but like even the ones who are redeemed, they're not redeemed so much as they're spared. <laughs> Do you want me to change it? No, it's fine. We make the <laughs> rules. We can use whatever words we want. I was just saying if I was making the spreadsheet, it would be like spared and condemned. <laughs> Cuz that's really what's happening. We are definitely going to take some champions and be like, "Oh, that sounds like a disaster." <laughs> Saving that one. <laughs> Let's save that one. Um, so yeah. Shall we get a move on? Just st- Yeah. Are we going alphabetical? We are going alphabetical, starting with uh and I'm also referencing our spreadsheet, uh, just so I can say their numbers. We are starting with champion number one, A Aatrox. Once Aatrox. Hmm? Aatrox. <laughs> Once honored defenders of Sharuma against the void. Aatrox and his brethren would eventually become an even greater threat to Runeterra and were defeated only by cunning mortal sorcery. But after centuries of imprisonment, Aatrox, I'm Aatrox, I gotta stop doing this, was the first to find freedom once more, corrupting and transforming those foolish enough to try and wield the magical weapon that contained his essence. Now with stolen flesh, he walks Runeterra in a brutal approximation of his previous form, seeking an apocalyptic and long overdue vengeance. What's your instinct? Uh, I think Aatrox is cool. Okay. You think he's cool. My concern is that, because we've already done Varus, who introduces us to the concept of Mm -hmm. these guys, I'm worried that if we do Aatrox, it's just going to be like, oh, here's the concept of these guys that we later decided that Varus is. You know? So that's my worry. Yeah. I'm I'm fine with saving him for now. And mm-hmm. maybe maybe we come back to him and we and after we read his lore, we go, eh, there's not much here. We can also kill somebody that we originally save. Yeah, that's true. Non-binding. But I think this is the point of this exercise is to get out the obvious cases, you know? So I'm fine with I'm fine with redeeming him for now. Okay. I will inscribe his name <laughs> on the wall of the redeemed. <laughs> Aatrox. I listened to the champion spotlight. It's Aatrox. I know. I, I was just doing Aatrox because he's got two A's. Because this is a fantasy okay. IP. Alright. So champion number... Th- the next champion is champion number three, Akali. The rogue assassin. Abandoning the Kinku Order and her title of the Fist of Shadow, Akali now strikes alone, ready to help the dead ready to be the deadly weapon her people need. Though she holds on to all she learned from her master Shen, she has pledged to defend Ionia from its enemies one kill at a time. Akali may strike in silence, but her message will be heard loud and clear. Fear the assassin with no master. I say kill. I'm not thrilled. Mm. Akali's a big one, though. Mm. Yeah, but, like, we've done some ones that are big ones, and there's been nothing. Yeah. I just don't see what's unique or interesting about her. Beyond, like, she's League of Legends sexy girl. She is League of Legends sexy girl. I feel like, but and I feel like the League of Legends sexy girls are gonna be the worst of them, you know? Because their whole character thing is just to be sexy. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Death for a collie. Death for a collie. 
Death for a collie for 1,000 years. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we're going to have to do this, you know? I know, it hurts. <laughs> it, it hurts, but we're making a better world. Uh, next champion is number four. Champion number four, Alistar, the Minotaur. Always a mighty warrior with a fearsome reputation, Alistar seeks revenge for the death of his clan at the hands of the Noxian Empire. Though he was enslaved and forced into the life of a gladiator, his unbreakable will was what kept him from truly becoming a beast. Now free of the chains of his former masters, he fights in the name of the downtrodden and disadvantaged, his rage as much as a weapon as his horns, hooves, and fists. I say save. I say save. This could, yeah, this, this guy this, this guy's pretty this cool. This guy could be kind of cool. <laughs> this guy could be kind of cool. I like minotaurs. I think they're cool. Yeah, they're cool. Alright. Uh, so we are saving Alistar. Next up is champion number five, Amumu. 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 Uh, Amumu, the sad mummy. Legend claims that Amumu is a lonely and melancholy soul from ancient Shirima, roaming the world in search of a friend. Doomed by an ancient curse to remain alone forever, his touch is death, his affection ruin. Those who claim to have seen him describe a living cadaver, small in stature and wrapped in creeping bandages. Amumu has inspired myths, stories, and folklore told and retold for generations, such that it is impossible to separate truth from fiction. Okay. I say we I say we give this man his final death. Yeah. It's just I was You know they wanted to say doomed by an ancient curse to remain forever alone. Yeah. Yeah. I just think he's one of the League of Legends joke characters that doesn't like there's nothing to him. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely one of the very early. He's he's a lunch character, and he's definitely one of the early. Like, oh, this this gimmick is just like a joke. Mm-hmm. All right, kill him. This is a mercy killing. We are mercy killing Amumu. Yeah, anyone who listens and understood my Amumu joke, it's like an internet cookie, some Reddit gold. Sometimes you test me. Uh, next champion is champion number six, Anivia, the Cryo Phoenix. That's a pretty cool title. I'll give her that. Anivia is a benevolent winged spirit who endures endless cycles of life, death, and rebirth to protect the Freljord. A demigod born of unforgiving ice and bitter winds, she wields those elemental powers to thwart any who dare disturb her homeland. Anivia guides and protects the tribes of the Harsh North, who revere her as a symbol of hope and a portent of great change. She fights with every ounce of her being, knowing that through her sacrifice, her memory will endure and she will be reborn into a new tomorrow. Uh, save. Yeah, I could see this being interesting. This has potential if done right. Alright, you didn't need to blow me up like that. (laughs) Uh, yes, but saving Anivia. Alright, next up is champion number seven, Annie the Dark Child. Save. (laughs) Really, you want to just save Annie on sight, huh? I she's cute. Okay, but can you talk about her for like thirty minutes? Maybe. I'm gonna read her thing. Alright. 
Okay. Dangerous, yet disarmingly precocious, Annie, um, Annie is a child mage with intense pyromantic power. Even in the shadows of the mountain, nor- mo- the mountains north of Noxus, she is a magical outlier. Her natural ability for fire manifested early in life through unpredictable emotional outbursts. Though she eventually learned to control these playful tricks, her favorite includes the summoning of her beloved teddy bear, Tibbers, as a fiery protector. Lost in the perpetual innocence of childhood, Annie wanders the dark forests, always looking for someone to play with. She just wants a friend. You know what? I say keep. Because Mm -hmm. she is a... Because she used to be like a joke character, right? Yeah. And this art is way more serious. So I'm I'm interested in what they do with that. And I feel like there is more potential for Riot to have done something with her like character in the interviewing years than like a Moomoo. Are you on the universe.leagueoflegends.com page for Annie? Uh no, I am on na.leagueoflegends.com. Because okay. uh she has a video also. Okay. You hate the videos. You haven't watched a single one of these videos. If uh, I watch all of them. You, no, you always complain. You're always like, ugh, a video. And then I watch them. Like, I watched that Tam Kench. Tam Kench. I don't remember his name. Is that it? Tam Kench? Yeah. We said there'd be blood on our hands. So far, we have saved half as many people as we have condemned. Twice the other way around. Save twice as many people. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm speaking a lot. The words are going to get jumbled up. Next ca- next champion can... is champion number nine, Aphelios. Uh, the weapon of the faithful. Emerging from moonlight's shadow with weapons drawn, Aphelios kills the enemies of his faith in brooding silence, speaking only through the certainty of his aim and the firing of each gun. Though fueled by a poison that renders him mute, he is guided by his sister, Elune. <coughs> From her distant temple sanctuary, she pushes an arsenal of moonstone weapons into his hands. For as long as the moon shines overhead, Aphelios would never be alone. This guy's fucking weird. I want to see what his That's deal is. That's cool. Yeah, I'm going to save him. You, Yeah, you, uh, will, also, you would like I've, the moon twink. Also, I've wanted to play him a couple times, but never actually have. Because he's, compl- he's weird and complicated. Because he's complicated as shit. Like, unnecessary. <laughs> You didn't need to Also, make he up. is hot. I'm not going to deny that. Hmm? I'm not immune to League of Legends sexy twink. <laughs> League of Legends moon twink. All right. Uh, let's save Aphelios. Next character is champion number 10, Ash, the Frost Archer. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, Iceborne, Iceborne War Mother of the Avarosan tribe, Ash commands the most perilous horde, the bo- most populous horde in the north. <laughs> This is hard, okay? This text is fucking small. I'm gonna make it's you read some tiny. of these later. I'll, I'll read. I'll read the next one. Stoic, intelligent, and idealistic, yet uncomfortable with her role as leader, she taps into the ancestral magics of her lineage to wield a bow of true <coughs> ice. With her people's belief that she is the mythological hero Avarosa reincarnated, Ash hopes to unify the Freljord once more by retaking their ancient tribal lands. Uh, I say we keep Ash because I know she has a lot of lore and like side comics and shit, and so she's married. She's so, married. You know. I think we'll kill her husband though. No, oh, I think we'll. You ke- literally can't. You literally can't. You just have to kill him twice. It's fine. No, we we kill him. We read his Aurelian soul. 
Really? You're just gonna the next you're just gonna some husband you would be interrupting me. Yeah. We talked about this. You would be the husband. Interrupting me? Not letting me speak? God. Aurelian's soul once graced the vast emptiness of the celestial realm with wonders of his own devising, but was tricked by the aspects of Targon into revealing the secrets of a son that he himself created. His awesome power was channeled into immortal god-warriors to protect the apparently insignificant world of Runeterra. Now desiring a return to his mastery of the cosmos, Aurelian's soul will drag the very stars from the sky if he must in order to regain his freedom. This guy sounds like a real bitch. Let's talk about him. Yeah. He also has, like... He also has a borderline offensive gay voice. In the Targon Science had him tricked, bro. Hmm. Oh, Targon, Targon Science, Science had him tricked. Uh, yeah, I'll talk about Aurelian Soul. <laughs> Man, we really got to start killing. <laughs> we're not killing anybody. <laughs> it's okay. We're about to. <laughs> Next character. Next up is Azir, number fourteen. You read about him. Azir was a mortal emperor of Shirima in a far distant age, a proud man who stood at the cusp of immortality. His hubris saw him betrayed and murdered at the moment of his greatest triumph. Uh, evacuate, and a moment of triumph. But now, millennia later, he has been reborn as an ascended being of immense power. With his buried city risen from the sand, Azir seeks to restore Shirima to his former glory. You really, He's a- you really stopped in the middle of reading that to do a Star Wars reference, huh? Yeah, so he's a he's a chozo. Yeah, I am not thrilled. Nothing about it. Uh, the only thing that was interesting in that entire thing was like, how did he get betrayed? And it's just gonna be like Renekton or some shit killed him. What do I care about that? I don't care about that. I feel like Renekton and NASA serve Azir. Yeah, and so he, that's be- possible. he was betrayed by Renekton, right? Like, I- oh my god, there's so much. There's so much lore. Oh my god, he has so much lore. I almost want to kill him on principle now. Like, fuck you, I ain't reading all that. Uh, there's two, three short, four short stories? <sighs> so are you saying, are you saying keep him? Uh, I th- I do kind of like his design, but no. I say kill. Kill, 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 kill the kill. king. Dead. <laughs> Next up, we have Bard. Number 15, Bard, the Wandering Caretaker. Oh, I didn't read Azir's or Aurelian Soul's uh, titles. No, you didn't. I was just going to keep Aurelian going. Soul is the Star Forger, and Azir is the Emperor of the Sands. Uh-huh. Bard is a traveler from beyond the stars. Bard is an agent of serendipity who fights to maintain a balance where life can endure the indifference of chaos. Many Runeterrans sing songs that ponder his extraordinary nature, yet they all agree that the cosmic vanguard is drawn to artifacts of er, cosmic vagabond is drawn to artifacts of great power. Surrounded by a jubilant choir of helpful spirit meeps. It is impossible to mistake his actions as malevolent, as Bard always serves the greater good in his own odd way. Kill. This blurb is different from yours, but yes. Kill. Any any League of Legends character where it's like, oh, he's almost mythical and nobody can really agree. Kill. Kill. There's nothing there. It's just going to be like, people say X, people say Y. Nothing. Nothing to it's talk about. It's just fiddlesticks again. Hmm? 
Just fiddlesticks again. Just fiddlesticks again. Uh, next up is number 16, Blitzcrank the Great Steam Golem. That's our fucking boy. Blitzcrank is an enormous, near-indestructible automaton from Zaun, originally built to dispose of hazardous waste. However, he found his primary purpose too restricting and modified his own form to better serve the fragile people of the sump. Blitzcrank selflessly uses his strength and durability to protect others, extending a helpful metal fist or burst of energy to subdue any troublemakers. I'll take Robocop. Uh, you're getting very different blurbs than me. I know. At this I point. know, but I've opened fifty tabs in this website, and I'm not closing them, so I'm reading these ones. A behemoth of burnished metal, steam, and cackling electricity, Blitzcrank walks the streets of Zaun in a tireless effort to improve the Undercity and give aid to those in need. Created to descend into the most caustic and dangerous environments to dispose of harmful waste, they have evolved beyond the bounds of their original programming, thanks to the genius of their inventor and the mysterious power of Hextech. They them blitzcrank. They them blitzcrank. Let's keep let's keep blitzcrank. Yeah, it's blitzcrank. What do you want? And we're back. I'm on the website with the actual League of Legends lore, because um, League of Legends has two different websites where you can read little lore blurbs, and the writing is different between them. Um, because f- fuck you, Riot Games. This is the fuck Riot part of the podcast. <laughs> welcome back to fuck riot uh, it's a show within a show and welcome back to brand the burning vengeance uh i love burning man once a tribesman of the icy freljord named kagan Ruck, the creature known as brand is a lesson in the temptation of greater power seeking one of the legendary world runes keegan betrayed his companions and seized it for himself and in an instant the man was no more his soul burned away his body a vessel of living flame brand now roams valoran in search of other runes swearing revenge for wrongs he could not have suffered in a dozen mortal lifetimes i don't give a shit kill him he's cool i don't care he has nothing <laughs> that man is nothing to me we have to start killing farewell i know if we end this podcast and we've saved more than we've killed like <laughs> no no this is the great culling okay he's dead he's dead he's dead we've ended him um but will we end this is this is the runes that Rise kills people to get, yeah, right? Yeah, we've already covered that, too. So, like, if there's lore stuff that we've already covered that is, like, overlapping, that also makes me more inclined to just kill. Uh, mm-hmm. Will we kill, though, champion number 18, Braum, the heart of the Freljord? Blessed with massive biceps and an even bigger heart, Braum is a beloved iceborne hero of the Freljord. Every mead hall north of, of Frosthold... Frost held? Oh, these... <laughs> Frost I, can't, I can't stress how small this fucking font is. Um, Yeah, every mead hall north of Frost held. What a terrible name. Hold is right there. Where? No, it says Frost held. No, I know. I'm saying right. Yeah, Frost hold. You could hold. have said Frost hold. That would have made sense. The hold sense. that is frosty, like, right? Like... Ugh. 
Yeah, exactly. Shut the fuck up, Riot. Anyway, every mead hall north of Frostheld toasts Brom's legendary strength and tells tales of how he felled a forest of oaks in a single night or p- and punched an entire mountain into rubble. With his shield, an enchanted vault door forged in ages past, Brom roams the, the frozen north as a cheerful protector, helping the vulnerable as he works toward his dream of a peaceful Freljord. I say Kit. Dead. I say Dead. He is just a, a funny Russian man and a Chuck Norris reference. So get him out of here. Uh, yeah. Get him. He's League of Legends funny man, which is the which is just as bad as League of Legends sex, sexy Those girl. are the two genders. You can be League of Legends funny man or League <laughs> of Legends sexy girl. Uh, you know who else? Speaking of League of Legends sexy girl, the next champion is uh, champion number 19, Caitlyn, the Sheriff of Piltover. Uh, dead. A <laughs> cab, dead. A cab. A <laughs> cab means uh, League of Legends sexy girl. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to say this little blurb. It says, Renowned as its finest peacekeeper, Caitlyn is also Piltover's best shot at ridding the city of its elusive criminal elements. She's often paired with Vi, acting as a cool counterpoint to her partner's more impetuous nature. Although she carries a one of a kind, even though she carries a one of a kind hextech rifle, Caitlyn's most powerful weapon is her superior intellect. Allowing her to lay elaborate traps for any lawbreakers foolish enough to operate it in the city of progress. If you like her cup size, wait till you see her personality. Uh, dead, dead, dead. Bam, bam. Dead. Uh, Although the the Caitlyn Vi uh, Jinx threesome is like, it's no really, really. You know, you know. really, you know. really. Can't I can't stand you sometimes. Caitlyn. We already talked about Vi. Like we've covered the Piltover cops. Yeah. Uh, next champion, number twenty-one, Cassiopeia, uh, the serpent's embrace. Cassiopeia is a deadly creature bent on manipulating others to her will. Young and most beautiful daughter of the noble Ducoteau family of Noxus, she ventured deep into the crypts beneath Sharima in search of ancient power. There she was bitten by a gruesome tomb guardian whose venom transformed her into a viper-like predator. Cunning and agile, Cassiopeia now slithers under the veil of night, petrifying enemies with her baleful gaze. Eh. Kill. She's a... Medusa, but like a mummy Medusa. Yeah, like a mummy Medusa. Nothing. Nothing from me, thank you. She's Kat's sister, if that matters at I all. I don't think it matters at all. I'm not even sure we're gonna keep Katarina. <laughs> Why would I keep her sister? Uh, don't know. Dead. Uh, next up is Cho'Gath, the Void. Mm-hmm. From the moment Cho'Gath first emerged into the harsh light of Runeterra's sun, the beast was driven by the most pure and insatiable hunger. A perfect expression of the Void's desire to consume all life, Cho'Gath's complex biology quickly converts matter into new bodily growth, increasing its muscle mass and density, or hardening its outer carapace like organic diamond. When growing, while, when growing larger does not suit the Void Spawn's needs, it vomits out the excess material as razor-sharp spines, leaving prey skewered and ready to feast upon later. Eh, sorry, Cho'Gath, like, that's, that seems to me a case of nothing going on under the hood. <laughs> once it starts describing, uh, if you spin, it's a, once yeah. it starts describing a character's, like, abilities in League of Legends, you know they have nothing. Uh, speaking of having nothing, 
just because mm-hmm. we made fun of him seven several times already. But here's number 24, Corky, the daring bombardier. Uh, the young Yordle pilot Corky loves two things above all others, flying and his glamorous mustache, though not necessarily in that order. After leaving Bandle City, he settled in Piltover and fell in love with the wondrous machines he found there. He dedicated himself to the development of flying contraptions, leading an aerial defense force of seasoned veterans known as the Screaming Yip Snakes. Calm under fire, Corky patrols the skies around his adopted home and has never encountered a problem that a good missile barrage couldn't solve. Dead. Dead. I just want to point something out they, that Corky's uh-huh. region is listed as Bandle City, despite his lore making pretty explicitly clear that he like lives in Piltover. Mm-hmm. Why is this Yordle racism happening? You are what you were born into, after all. Uh huh. Uh huh. Anyway, sorry, Corky. Uh, a cab. <laughs> uh, uh, let me add Corky. Diana. Diana. Uh, scorn of scorn of the moon. Bearing her crescent moonblade and clad in shimmering armor, the color of winter snow at night, Diana is a li- so black. Diana is a living embodiment of the silver moon's power, imbued with the essence of an aspect from beyond Targon's towering summit. Diana is no longer a holy human and struggles to understand her power and purpose in this world. I want to do like a Diana I- Leona like yeah. combo episode, so I say keep. Yeah. I really want to talk, I really, we gotta, we gotta talk about Diana's, like, prosecuted tribe of white people. I definitely am keeping Diana because I think she has interesting lore and no other reason. (laughs) Our next champion is Echo. The boy who shattered time. A prodigy from the rough streets of Zaun, Echo manipulates time to twist any situation to his advantage. Using his own invention, the Z-Drive, he explores the branching possibilities of reality to craft the perfect moment. Though he revels in his freedom, when there's a threat to his friends, he'll do anything to defend them. To outsiders, Echo seems to achieve the impossible the first time every time. I say keep. I say keep. Echo's cool. Echo's cool. Just like a shonen guy. I hope he's in that. I hope he's in that anime they're making. <laughs> uh, he is an anime boy. Uh, he is. He's got that. Doesn't he have like the nose bandage? I think he does. No, that's like a tattoo. It's like okay. a tattoo. He's got a tattoo on his face in the shape of an hourglass. <laughs> I from a distance, I just thought it was like the the shonen nose bandaid. <laughs> <laughs> he probably has that in his battle academy skin. Oh yeah, probably. Uh, anyway, hard pivot to champion number thirty-two, Elise the Spider Queen. Elise is a deadly mm-hmm. predator who dwells in a shuttered, lightless palace deep within the oldest city of Noxus. She was once the mistress of a powerful noble house until the bite of a vile spider god transformed her into something utterly inhuman, yet still beautiful, an arachnoid creature <laughs> drawing unsuspecting prey into her web. Elise now feeds on the naive and the faithless, and there are few who can resist her seductions. Brave. Remember bravely. War- yeah, I'd fuck a hot monster girl. Remember in Shadow of War when they turned Shelob into sexy yes. girl spider? Yes, it's so funny. It's so fu- I love seeing like movie style Tolkien setting turned into like modern like uh, flashy fantasy bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the thing uh, about Elise, though. We have yeah. Evelyn coming up next, and I feel like they're basically the same character. So we're killing Elise. All right. The girl has spoken. Spoilers. 
what is what was under are we missing yeah, a you, thing on redeem I, here? yeah you went down um and like you skipped a you skipped a line you were mm, okay I remember I looked and I was like, oh, we haven't even killed, we haven't kept a single champion in the B's or the C's. And then you added Echo on the line down. It was entirely your fault. Uh, Elise. Condemned. Evelyn. Agony's embrace. Within the dark seams of Runeterra, the demon Evelyn searches for her next victim. She lures in prayer with the vo- prey with the voluptuous facade of a human female. But once a person succumbs <laughs> to her charms, yeah, me too. Evelyn's true form is unleashed. She then subjects her victim to unspeakable torment, gratifying herself with their pain. <laughs> to the demon, these liaisons are innocent flings. To the rest of Runeterra, they are ghoulish tales of lust gone awry <laughs> and horrific reminders of the cost of wanton desire. <laughs> yeah. Keep... Yeah, we gotta keep Evelyn. <laughs> what if League of Legends sexy girl but too much? <laughs> uh. I want to know why related champions are vain and rise. Are those, those like... are her main squeezes. <laughs> she tried to fuck rise, but he, he was he was too he was too volcel. And now she's now she's after him. She was like, "Hey, I'll, maybe I'll tell you about a world rune if you, uh, you know." Speaking of Valsel, Ezreal, the prodigal explorer, <laughs> <laughs> a dashing adventurer, unknowingly gifted in the magic arts, Ezreal raids long lost catacombs, tangles with ancient curses, and overcomes seemingly impossible odds with ease. His courage and bravado knowing no bounds, he prefers to improvise his way out of any situation. Relying partially on his wits, but mostly on his mystical Shuriman gauntlet, which he uses to unleash devastating arcane blasts. Uh, one thing's for sure, whenever Ezreal's around, trouble isn't too far behind or ahead, probably everywhere. What if Indiana Jones was Keep... League of Legends twink? <laughs> but we love him. Ezreal. But we love him for that. We, but we love him. We want to bully Ezreal. <laughs> I want to kick him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Also, one thing about Ezreal, mm-hmm. before I move on, if you look like this DM, <laughs> our next character is Fiora, the Grand Duelist. Hold on, hold on. If you look like this what? DM, me. Me first. Fiora? Uh, yeah, if you look like Fiora, you can DM me. Yeah. You can DM me. The most feared duelist in all Valoran, Fiora is as renowned for her brusque manner and political cunning as she is for the speed of her rapier. Born to the noble Laurent family in Demacia, Fiora claimed the household from her father in the wake of a scandal that nearly destroyed them. Now she is dedicated to restoring the Laurent to their rightful place among the great and good of the kingdom. Um, so it's another one of like, yeah, she's cool, but she's also really smart. Yeah, it's cool, but she's also, she has a personality. I'm fine with keeping her. Yeah, that's, that's I'm fine, fine. with keeping, very normally. I'm fine with keeping Fiora. Excuse me, but will I be fine with keeping Galio the Colossus? 
Uh, outside the great city of Demacia, the stone Colossus Gallio keeps vigilant watch. Built as a bul- bulwark against enemy mages, he often stands motionless for decades until the presence of powerful magic stirs him to life. Once activated, Gallio makes the most of his time, savoring the thrill of a fight and the rare honor of defending his countrymen, but his triumphs are always bittersweet, for the magic he destroys is also his source of reanimation, and each victory leaves him dormant once again. Hmm. Keep. Keep? I think we could get something out of this story. Okay. Okay. The secret the secret tragedy of Galio. Okay. Uh is there a secret tragedy to Gangplank, the saltwater scourge? As unpredictable as he is brutal, the dethroned Reaver King Gangplank is feared far and wide. Once he ruled the port city of Bilgewater, and while his reign is over, there are those who believe this has only made him more dangerous. Gangplank would see Bilgewater bathed in blood once more before letting someone else take it, and now with pistol, cutlass, and barrels of gunpowder, he is determined to reclaim what he has lost. Well, they already took it, so it doesn't matter what he'd rather see. Yeah, they did take it. (laughs) You did lose, my guy. He... He's pirate, but he's not even like Jack Sparrow pirate, so dead. dead. Misfortune couldn't finish Gangplank off, but we have no such limitations. Look, they took off Gangplank's deny, so now... Now he's toast. Okay. It's fun in the card game. Uh, right? Let's talk about Gnar, uh, the, the, missing, the missing link. Uh, Gnar is an excitable yordle whose playful antics can erupt into a toddler's outrage in an instant, transforming him into a massive beast bent on destruction. Frozen in true ice for millennia, the curious creature broke free and now hops about a changed world he sees as exotic and wondrous. Delighted by danger, Gnar flings <laughs> flings whatever he can at his enemies, be it his bone-toothed boomerang or an uprooted tree. Ah, killed the baby. You you tripped yourself up. You said Gnar too much, and then you said Flings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. Caveman Yordle. Kill. What if a Moogle was like a caveman? Kill. Nothing. Nothing to him. Kill. I think he's. I think he's. Cute. Yeah, he's cute, but like. Let the record show that I am. I think that this beast we are about to kill is. Yeah. Cute. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Gragas. The rabble rouser, dead. (laughs) Equal parts, jolly and imposing, Gragas is a massive, rowdy brewmaster on his own quest for the perfect pint of ale. Hailing from parts unknown, he now searches for rare ingredients among the unblemished wastes of the Freljord, trying trying each recipe as he goes. Often intoxicated and extremely impulsive, he is legendary for the brawls he starts, which often end in all-night parties and widespread property damage. Any appearance from Gracchus must surely foreshadow drinking and destruction. In that order. Yeah, he's like either a bunch of fat jokes or a bunch of alcohol jokes, so... Get, get him out of here. We don't want any graggy eyes, thanks. Uh, now, let's talk about Graves, the outlaw. Malcolm... <laughs> Malcolm Graves! Sorry, can I do this one? You can do this one. I just want to. I just want to laugh at him for being called Malcolm Graves. Malcolm Graves is a renowned mercenary, gambler, and thief. A wandered man in every city and empire he's visited. Even though he has an explosive temper, he possesses a sense of criminal honor, often enforced at the business end of his double-barreled shotgun, Destiny. In recent years, he's reconciled a troubled partnership with Twisted Fate. And together they have propo- they have prospered once more in the turmoil of Bilgewater's criminal underbelly. Well, I'm glad he fixed his marriage, I guess. 
Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I keep. Okay. Okay. For you, for you, my dear, <laughs> we'll keep grades. Sometimes I like a cowboy. <laughs> Graves just looks like Point Man from Fear. Yeah, that's a reference normal people will understand. Wow, thanks, babe. Hecarim. I did one thing Shadow nice of for War. you, so I get to do one thing mean to you. That's how it works. That's the calculus. Bring balance to the force. <laughs> yeah. Call me Shen, because I'm keeping the balance. Hecarim it- I'll call you Olivia. Hecarim is a spectral fusion of man and beast cursed to ride down the souls of the living for all eternity. When the Blessed Isles fell into shadow... Well, they shouldn't have named it that. That's just asking mm-hmm. for trouble. This proud knight was undone by the destructive energies of the Ruination, along with all his cavalry in their mounts. Now, when it, whenever the Black Mist reaches out across Runeterra, he leads the devastating charge, reveling in the slaughter and cr- crushing foes underneath his armored hooves. Get rid of him. Like, that's nice, but I get rid of him. Yeah, he's got two heads, so we'll have to cut him twice, but that's a good edge. Snip, snip. Uh, now, Tom, let, let's think a little bit about Heimerdinger, the revered <laughs> inventor. Dead. Dead. A brilliant, a brilliant yet eccentric Yordle scientist, Professor Cecil B. Heimerdinger. <laughs> Is one of the most inventive and esteemed inventors Piltover has ever known. Relentless in his work to the point of neurotic obsession, Rotrow, he thrives on answering the universe's most impenetrable questions. Though his theories often appear opaque and esoteric, Heimerdinger's crafted some of Piltover's most miraculous, not to mention lethal, machinery and constantly tinkers with his inventions to make them even more efficient. As a favor to you, we'll kill Heimerdinger. I don't think there's anything worth dwelling on with Heimerdinger. Uh, Now, what about... Okay, can you take this one? Because I don't know how to pronounce this lady's name. And I want to voice that on you. Yeah. Ilioi's powerful physique is dwarfed only by her indomitable faith. As the prophet of the great Kraken, she uses a huge golden idol to rip her foes' spirits from their bodies and shatter their perception of reality. All who challenge the truth-bearer of Nagakaboros soon discover Eloi never battles alone. The god of the Serpent Isles fights by her side. That's interesting. She's uh, the Kraken priestess. I want to know what's up with Cthulhu, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Keep her. Yeah, sure. Now... Next up. Let's see let's see mm-hmm. if Irelia, the blade dancer, you know, is so lucky. Uh, the Noxian occupation of Ionia produced many heroes, none more unlikely than the young Irelia of Navori. Trained in the ancient dances of her province, she adapted her art for war, using the graceful and pra- carefully practiced movements to levitate a host of deadly blades. After proving herself as a fighter, she was thrust into the role of resistance leader and figurehead, and to this day remains dedicated to the preservation of her homeland. I want to keep her just to find out what the fuck is happening in Ionia. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like she would be so lucky, actually. Um, all right. Next up is Ivern, the Green Father. Uh, Ivern, known to many as Bramblefoot or the Old Woodsman. <laughs> is that what they're calling it these days? 
is <laughs> a peculiar half-man, half-tree who roams the wilds of Runeterra, cultivating life everywhere he goes. He knows all the secrets of the natural world and holds deep friendships with things that grow, fly, and scuttle. Ivern enriches the forest, imparts strange wisdom to any mortal he meets, and occasionally entrusts loose-lipped butterflies with his secrets. Nothing, man. Kill. 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 Off Kill. with his head. Timber. Timber. <clears throat> Janna, the storm's fury. An ancient and mysterious wind spirit, Janna has come to protect the dispossessed Holy of Zond. While her presence is most often felt as a soothing breeze or a ferocious tempest, she can also manifest in corporeal form as an ethereal Holy figure. Shit. That's a contradiction. Comforting the downtrodden. Yeah, I bet. Over the eons, Janna has witnessed the rise and fall of civilizations. Through it all, she remains steadfast as a beacon of hope to those in need. Wait, Janna is like, she's like Piltover girl now? Or Zon girl? I want, okay, I want to figure out what the fuck Guess that's so. about. Okay. Uh, I hear her laurel blow you away. <laughs> comforting the downtrodden? <laughs> okay, I'm, you know. I know how you feel about Jarvan the Fourth, the exemplar of Demacia. Well, as the king's only son, Prince Jarvan is heir apparent to the throne of Demacia. Raised to be a paragon of his nation's greatest virtues, he is forced to balance the heavy expectations placed upon him with his own desire to prove himself on the battlefield. An exceptional warrior in his own right, Jarvan also inspires his troops with fearsome courage and selfless determination, raising his family's colors high and revealing his true strength as a future leader of his people. And that, that sound you hear is Brandon Sanderson weeping softly. <laughs> a single tear rolls down Brandon's face. <laughs> he's like, yes, yes, you can do it, Jarvan. You can prove yourself to be the good king. We need to cover him just so I can talk about his old lore. Yeah, yeah. Um, character I'm not sure we need to cover is Jax, the Grandmaster at Arms. Runeterra's greatest weapons master, Jax is the only survivor of the Kohari, champions sworn to the defense of Ikathia. But when the Void was unleashed against the Shariman Empire's ascended host, Ikathia was destroyed, leaving Jax without a home or purpose. He gathered the last light of Ikathia symbol of his hope to one day defeat the void and now travels the world searching for warriors strong enough to face the coming darkness by his side that's nothing that's nothing to me uh the last line of acathia is the lamppost that he yeah it's like another gimmick champion i'm not about that because he used to just be i'm so good at every weapon i could beat you with a Uh lamppost yeah i remember his old lore where he was like an arena guy it's like, oh, he's so good, he fights with a lamppost now. The main thing I remember about Jax is his pack skim. Mm-hmm. Where he has a cardboard tube as his weapon. Mm-hmm. Because of the Penny Arcade comic. Dead. Get him out of here. Guy who, Jax, guy who's prob- you're guy off. Who's prob- uh, the guy who's probably not dead is Jace, the Defender of Tomorrow. We can't. We, he's grandfathered in because we need to see the other half of That's this. That's true. 
Jace is a brilliant inventor who has pledged his life to the defense of Piltover and its unyielding pursuit of progress. With his transforming Hextech hammer in hand, Jace uses his strength, courage, and considerable intelligence to protect his hometown. While revered throughout the city as a hero, he hasn't taken well to the attention heroism brings. Still, Jace's heart is in the right place, and even those who envy his natural skills are grateful for his protection in the city of progress. Ooh, that one's gonna be a doozy. That was going to be a fucking doozy. Woo. Jin, the virtuoso. Jin is a meticulous criminal psychopath who believes murder is art. Dead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, fuck Jin. Once an Ionian prisoner, but freed by shadowy elements, blah, blah, blah. Serial killer works as their cabal's assassin, blah, blah, blah. Using his gun as a paintbrush, fuck off. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not reading the yeah, rest of this. Yeah, get this guy out of here. We're keeping this criminal psychopath, probably, though. Jinx the loose cannon. Uh, or, yeah, probably. 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 <laughs> a, a manic and impulsive criminal from Zaun. Jinx lives to wreak havoc without care for the consequences. With an arsenal of deadly weapons, she unleashes the loudest blasts and brightest explosions to leave a trail of mayhem and panic in her wake. Jinx despises boredom and gleefully brings her own chaotic brand of pandemonium wherever she goes. I mean, we could kill her, but I feel like there's kind of like the, the, the iconic argument, you know? That didn't hold up for a collie, but, uh, you know, I see how it is. I just want to talk about, like, her weird fucking, like, Disney princess heritage. I don't know. I'm fine with killing her for fairness' oh, yeah. sake, though. No, I'll, I'll be as a nice niceness to you. I don't want to, I don't want to spend my niceness, I want to spend my niceness token on Teemo. <laughs> so, I'm getting, I refuse to spend it on Jinx. I wouldn't kill Teemo. You wouldn't kill Teemo? Okay, no. that's good. <laughs> I was ready to throw my arms around Timo to protect him from your wrath. Like Ash turning to stone in the Pokemon Yeah, movie. and then Timo's tears would revive me. Callista, the Spear of Vengeance. We're keeping her. She's cool. Okay. An undying specter of wrath and retribution, Callista is an armored nightmare summoned from the Shadow Isles to hunt deceivers and traitors. The betrayed may cry out in blood to be avenged, but Callista only answers those willing to pay with their very souls. Those who become the focus of Callista's wrath should make their final peace, for any pact sealed with this grim hunter can only be ended by the cold, piercing fire of her soul's Yeah, she is cool. Let's keep her. She's cool. Next champion is Karma, the Enlightened One. No mortal exemplifies the spiritual traditions of Ionia more than Karma. She is the living embodiment of an ancient soul, reincarnated countless times, carrying all her accumulated memories into each new life, and blessed with power that few can comprehend. She's done her best to guide her people in recent times of crisis, though she knows that peace and harmony may only come at a considerable cost both to her and the land she most holds dear. Man, I don't want to deal with that. I just don't want to deal with all that. Yeah. The race politics, the Dalai Lama thing, like, just, I don't want to deal with that. Her quote here is, as Ionia changes, so must I, and you're going to change to a dead person. Damn. Now, me when I get a pentacle as karma. (laughs) Karma's a bitch. Alright, bud. (laughs) Cassidin, the Void Walker. This is your boy, right? Yeah, this is one of my boys. Cutting a burning swath through the darkest places of the world, Cassidy knows his days are numbered. 
A widely traveled shaman guide and adventurer, he had chosen to raise a family among the peaceful southern tribes until the day his village was consumed by the void. He vowed vengeance, combining a number of arcane artifacts and forbidden technologies for the struggle ahead. Finally, Cassidan set out for the wastelands of Acathia, ready to face any monstrous void construct in his search for their self-proclaimed prophet, Malzahar. My other get man. his ass, King. Get his ass. Yeah, he's you cool. get his ass. We'll keep him, Malzahar. Uh, but will we keep Katarina the Sinister Blade? Decisive in judgment and lethal in combat, Katarina is a Noxian assassin of the highest caliber. Eldest daughter to the legendary General Ducato, she has made her talents known with swift kills against unsuspecting enemies. Her fiery ambition has driven her to pursue heavily guarded targets even at risk of endangering her allies, but no matter the mission, Katarina will not hesitate to execute her duty amid a whirlwind of serrated daggers. Uh, get her out of here. Yep, we don't Get need a cat. Out of here. We already have a cat. That's so That's true. So true. Uh now what about Kale the Righteous? We gotta keep Kale. Born to a Targonian aspect at the height of the Rune Wars, Kale honored her mother's legacy by fighting for justice on wings of divine flame. She and her twin sister Morgana were the protectors of Demacia for many years until Kale became disillusioned with the repeated failings of mortals and abandoned this realm altogether. Still, legends are told of her punishing the unjust with her fiery swords, and many hope that she will one day return. I like Kale. Yeah, we'll keep Kale. I also like Cain, the Shadow Reaper. <laughs> uh, then, okay, we'll read his bio if you like him so much. A peerless practitioner of lethal shadow magic. Always a short way into my heart. She, Shieda Cain, I think. On, I gotta look at this name. Uh, I mean, I guess. I think it's Shieda Cain. I guess. I think he's Ionian. Okay, so it's probably Shieda battles to achieve his true destiny to one day lead the order of shadow into a new era of the ionian supremacy he wields the sentient darken weapon rasts undeterred by its creeping corruption of his body and mind there are only two possible outcomes either cain bends the weapon to his will or the malevolent blade consumes him completely paving the way for the destruction of all rune terror <gasps> this is the guy with like a demon voice in his head yeah we'll keep him yeah. Oh, here's a here's a funny little guy here. Kenan, the heart of the tempest. <laughs> the longest standing member of the ancient King Who order, the Yordle Kenan is the first and only heart of the tempest. For centuries, he has used diplomacy and force to maintain the sacred balance in his adopted home of Ionia. Lightning fast and bearing the wisdom of a long and storied life, Kenan works with the Eye of Twilight Shen to protect the fragile harmony of the first lands with a whirling storm of shuriken and devastating electrical energy. I want to see what's up with Kenan. Oh, but you wouldn't keep the other teammate of his, Akali. I, I no, but like Akali is not a little yordle ninja. <laughs> also, Akali left. She's not his teammate. She left. They have matching outfits. Yeah, but Akali quit. She quit. Regardless, Kazix, the Void Reaver. The void grows and the void adapts. In none of its myriad spawn are these truths more apparent than Kha'zix. 
Evolution drives the core of this mutating horror, born to survive and to slay the strong. Where it struggles to do so, it grows new, more effective ways to counter and kill its prey. Initially a mindless beast, Kha'Zix's intelligence has it developed as much as its form. Now the creature plans out its hunts, and even utilizes the visceral terror it engenders in its victims. I'd say get rid of... It's just like the, the alien to Rengar's predator. Yep. Eh. Uh, if we're gonna keep a void now, creature, it's gonna be Cogma, yeah, if... the mouth of the abyss. <laughs> Belched forth with a rotting void uh, from a rotting <laughs> void incursion deep in the wastelands of Acathia, Cogma is an inquisitive yet putrid creature with a caustic, gaping mouth. This particular this Me particular too. void spawn needs to gnaw and drool on anything within reach to truly understand it. Though not inherently evil, Kogma's beguiling naivete is dangerous, as it often precedes a feeding frenzy, not for sustenance, but to satisfy its unending curiosity. Yo. This is a funny this little is a guy. This a funny little guy. We love him. Kog... Kogma. Kogma. Next up is LeBlanc the Deceiver. Uh, mysterious even to other members of the Black Rose Cabal, LeBlanc is but one of many names for a pale woman who has manipulated people and events since the earliest days of Noxus. Using her magic to mirror herself, the sorceress can appear to anyone, anywhere, and even be in many places at once. Always plotting just out of sight, LeBlanc's true motives are inscrutable as her shifting identity. Hmm. Gone. Yeah. More like Lelouch. If Lelouch was in League of Legends, that would kick ass. <laughs> League of Legends should, and MOBAs in should general, do crossover should characters. do crossover. Yeah. Yeah. Put Asuka from Evangelion put, in League of Legends. Put Amuro with like a handgun <laughs> in League of Legends. That's so stupid. <laughs> put Haruhi <laughs> in League of Legends. God. Uh, Haruhi is just like a mirror of Ezreal. She has all of his <laughs> stats and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um. What are we doing about LeBlanc? I say okay. kill. I see you've already written her in the kill column. I, you didn't stop me. <laughs> uh. Now, what about Lee Sin, the blind monk? We probably can't kill Lee Sin, because if Molly comes on, I think she'll want to do okay. Lee Sin. A master of Ionia's ancient martial arts, Lee Sin is a principled fighter who, challenge, who channels the essence of the dragon spirit to face any challenge. Though he lost his sight many years ago, the warrior monk has devoted his life to protecting his homeland against any who would dare upset its sacred balance. Enemies who underestimate his meditative demeanor will endure his fabled burning fists and blazing roundhouse kicks. Molly, we are saving this man for you, otherwise I would kill him. Come get your Come man. Come get your man. We will save him for you. Uh, He's in the microwave. <laughs> Whenever you're ready. <laughs> God. We just put him in there and he's chilling. I think he's meditating. Uh, just imagine just like Lisa sitting cross-legged on a little microwave plate as he rotates and that's <laughs> the funniest thing to me. <laughs> 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 God. Um, is it just me or is it getting hot in here? Alright, for that you have to read Leona's thing. Leona the Radiant Dawn imbued with the fire of the sun. The holy warrior of the sun. Really? 
That's what you're giving me? I thought you were... Leona... The Radiant Dawn. Imbued with the fire of the sun, Leona is a holy warrior of the Solari who defends Mount Targon with her zenith blade and the shield of daybreak. Her skin shimmers with starfire while her eyes burn with the power of the celestial aspect within her. Armored in gold and bearing a terrible burden of ancient knowledge, Leona brings enlightenment to some, death to others. We're keeping her because she's Diana's ex. Yes. Or sister? Mm, I hope ex. No, Kale and Morgana yeah. are the sisters. A lot, of, a lot of women who hate each other in League of Legends. A lot of pair, like women with paired <laughs> theming. Um, next up is Lysandra, the Ice Witch. As the reclusive leader of the Frost Guard, many believe Lysandra is a living saint whose followers bring healing and wisdom to the tribes of the Freljord. The truth is perhaps more sinister as she uses her elemental magic to twist the power of true ice into something dark and terrible, entombing or impaling any who would reveal her deepest secrets. Indeed, the legacy of her past may yet be the beginning of the end for Runeterra. I've been interested in what the fuck she's been up to ever since the Nunu episode. Oh yeah. Also... Uh, for me, it's because of, uh, the Ash mm-hmm. comic. She's, like, hinted to be, like, the eventual... Final boss. Like, the final boss of the Freljord arc of story elements. Mm. That will never happen. Yeah. That will never happen. Uh, now, next up is Lucian, the Purifier. Lucian, a sentinel of light, is a grim hunter of undying spirits, pursuing them relentlessly and annihilating them with his twin relic pistols. After the Wraith Thresh slew his wife, F, F, Lucian embarked on the path of vengeance, but even with her return to life, his rage is undiminished. Merciless and single-minded, <laughs> Lucian will stop at nothing to protect the living from the long-dead horrors of the Black Mist. That's so funny! It's really funny. Uh, this is a really good episode of Common Rider Ryuki, where um, one of the Common Riders who is fighting to save his like comatose girlfriend, she just kind of like wakes up, and he's like, "Oh," and she's like, "Yeah, I'm alive," and he's like, "Okay, I will keep doing the death fight though," and she's like, "Wait, what?" and just kind of like, "Man, <laughs> you were just kind of saying some shit so you could do a death fight, huh?" Anyway, this is what Lucian is. It's like that. Lucian refuses to he log off. He will not log off. His wife is like, babe, I'm okay. Stop posting. Lucian's like, babe, I didn't block you. <laughs> He's like, no, I will keep posting. I'll post until they're all owned. Lulu, the fey sorceress. The Yordle mage Lulu is known for conjuring on, dreamlike illusions and fanciful creatures as she roams room terror with her fa- what fairy are we doing companion with Lucian? What are we doing what? with Lucian? Keeping. Okay, didn't write it down. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. It's not on the yeah, spreadsheet. It's literally right on the spreadsheet. Hit I'm enter. looking at it Hit right now. Hit the enter key on your keyboard. Yeah, there it is. Whatever. <laughs> I can't see it until you hit enter, Nora. <laughs> I didn't know that. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway. Lulu reshapes reality on a whim, warping the fabric of the world and what she views as the constraints of the most mundane physical realm. While others might consider her magic at best unnatural and at worst dangerous, she believes everyone could use a touch of enchantment. I'm not feeling Lulu. I'm, I'm not, not feeling Lulu. Lulu. <laughs> Sorry, Lulu. Uh, but you know what I am feeling? What are you feeling? 
I smell something cooking. What is that? I don't know. I'm not at your house. It's Malphite. Oh. What about Lux? I, he's... We did Lux. No, we didn't. We did Garen. Didn't we do Lux? We did Garen. We didn't do... I skipped over we, Lux. We gotta do Lux's comic. Okay. It's fucking nuts. Um, Lux, the Lady of Luminosity... Luxana Crown Guard hails from Demacia, an insular realm where magical abilities are viewed with fear and suspicion. Able to bend light to her will, she grew up dreading discovery and exile, and was forced to keep her powers secret in order to preserve her family's noble status. Nonetheless, Lux's optimism and resilience have led her to embrace her unique talents, and she now seeks to bring greater tolerance and understanding to her homeland. Uh, it's gonna suck, we gotta do the Lux comic. We gotta do the lock. Okay, now you can read about your boy, Malphite. Malphite, Shard of the Monolith. I was doing it with the, what the rock is cooking, like, yeah, I smell yeah. it. I probably it's... would have got it had I been thinking about Malphite at all. A massive creature of living stone, Malphite was born from the heart of the great Ixtali construct known as the Monolith. He has studied the elemental balance of Runeterra for centuries, using his tremendous strength to maintain order in a frequently chaotic world and crush the dark things that crawl beneath it. Now, roused all too often from his slumbers, Malphite endures the fluid temperaments of mortals in pursuit of the only cause worthy of the last of his kind. Okay, I'll keep him. He's, He's a, a rock, rock guy. guy. We're back to saving more people than we're killing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, we're the stinkers are coming. I know this. Malzahar. Prophet of the Void. Here's here's what's gonna be our problem is we're gonna keep one character because they're cool, and then we're gonna want we're gonna feel obligated to keep their other characters like associated. <laughs> anyway, Malzahar was my first main. Yeah, so. yeah. Tell me about Malzahar. A zealous seer d- dedicated to the unification of all life, Malzahar truly believes the newly emergent Void to be the path to Runeterra's salvation. In the desert wastes of Shirima, he followed the voices that whispered in his mind all the way to ancient Ekathia. Amidst the ruins of that land, he gazed into the dark heart of the void itself and was gifted new power and purpose. Malzahar now sees himself as a shepherd, empowered to bring others into the fold, or to release the voidling creatures that dwell beneath. I'd kill him, but you'd like him, so. I think he's cool. Next up is Maokai, the Twisted Treant. He's Ivern, but bigger. Maokai is a rageful, towering treant who fights the unnatural horrors of the Shadow Isles. He was twisted into a force of vengeance after a magical cataclysm destroyed his home, surviving undeath only through the waters of life infused within his heartwood. Once a peaceful nature spirit, Maokai now furiously battles to banish the scourge of unlife from the Shadow Isles and restore his home to his form of beauty. Malphite voice, uh, Maokai voice, aren't you tired of being nice? Don't you want to go ape shit? I'll... He's just bigger and yeah, He's American boxer. <laughs> he means nothing to me. Oh man, we gotta start killing. We're so behind. Master okay. Yi, the Wuju Bladesman. <laughs> I feel like we got all we could out of Master Yi in the Wukong yeah, episode. Yeah, Master Yi has tempered his body and sharpened his mind so the thought and action have become almost as one. Though he chooses to enter into violence only as a last resort, the grace and speed of his blade ensures resolution is always swift. As one of the last living practitioners of the Ayuni art of Wuju, Yi has devoted his life to continuing the legacy of his people, scrutinizing potential new disciples with the seven lenses of insight to identify the most worthy among them. Yeah, we've... Wait, he doesn't just have seven no. eyes? 
Why would he have seven eyes? Because he's a weird guy. Because he's fucking two and a half Sam Fishers. Uh, no, we've already talked about Master Yi, basically. So get rid of him. What do I need Master Yi for? No, nothing. <laughs> uh, uh, here's a cool guy. Mordekaiser, the Iron Revenant. Twice slain and thrice born, Mordekaiser is a brutal warlord from a foregone epic who uses necromantic sorcery to bind souls into eternity of servitude. Few now remain who remember his earlier conquests or know the true extent of his powers, but there are some ancient souls that do, and they fear the day when he may return to claim dominion over both the living and the dead. Kill him. I just think there's nothing going on under that hood. I once read all of Mordekaiser's lore on an export audio, I okay, think. Okay, so there's basically a Mordekaiser We Are the Champions episode. Nobody knew what I was doing, and I just did it, and uh, no one liked it. So Mordekaiser. Morgana. Morgana. Conflicted between her celestial and mortal natures, Morgana bound her wings to embrace humanity and inflicts her pain and bitterness upon the dishonest and the corrupt. She rejects laws and traditions she believes are unjust and fights for truth from the shadows of Demacia, even as others seek to repress it by casting shields and chains of dark fire. More than anything else, Morgana truly believes even the banished and outcast may one day rise again. Oh, Morgana kind of whips. Yeah, she's kind of a better hero than Kale. Look at that. Go Morgana. We'll keep her. Now. Nasus. Look at, Look this, at this dog. dog. The curator of the Sands. <laughs> it just really makes me imagine. Nasus is an imposing jackal-headed ascendant. Those heroic and godlike figures once revered by the people of Shreema. Fiercely intelligent, he was a guardian of knowledge and peerless strategist whose wisdom guided the Empire to greatness for many centuries. After the failed ascension of Azir, Nasus went into self-imposed exile, becoming little more than a legend. Now that the sun disk has risen once more, he has returned, determined to ensure it never falls again. Eh. Eh. Yeah, the Egypt champions aren't that good. Eh. I like playing yeah, Nasus. You get a big Q. Get a big button. Hit the button. Get a big, Half the guy's health goes away. It's pretty cool. Q. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <sighs> you know what else is pretty cool? Nautilus, the Titan of the Depths. Yeah. A lonely legend as old as the first pier's sunken bilgewater, the armored Goliath known as Nautilus roams the dark waters off the coast of the Blue Flame Isles. Driven by a forgotten betrayal, he strikes without warning, swinging his enormous anchor to save the wretched and drag the greedy to their doom. It is said he comes to those who forget to pay the bilgewater tithe, pulling them down beneath the waves with him, an ironclad reminder that none can escape the depths. Like, he's cool, but I just kind of feel like, you know, like, what what else is there to him beyond being, like, a cool guy? He has a voice line in Legends of Runeterra that kind of sounds pretty close to a Nazi phrase. Yeah, he does say blood and salt, huh? Yeah, yeah. now get him out of here. Isn't Nico gay? 
Nico, you mean the curious chameleon? Yeah. Isn't she gay? Hailing from a lost tribe of Vestaya, Nico can blend into any crowd by borrowing the appearances of others, even absorbing something of their emotional state to tell friend from foe in an instant. No one is ever sure where or who Nico might be, but those who intend to do her harm will soon witness her true colors revealed and feel the full power of her girl boss primordial spirit magic unleashed upon them. It didn't them. say girl boss. You were exaggerating. Uh, Nico does have a page on the LGBTQIA plus characters wiki. Okay, we gotta talk about Nico. Uh, I need to send you this. Um, biography. This section is in need of major improvement. Please improve this article by editing it. Appearance. This section is in need of major improvement. Please help improve this article by editing it. Personality. This section is in need of major improvement. Please help this article by editing it. Sexuality. Nico's the first gay champion officially recognized by Riot Games. Okay, we gotta talk about the first gay champion officially recognized by Riot Games. <laughs> Sanctioned. Oh, uh, man. But didn't they make Varus before Nico? Did they make Varus gay later? Varus himself isn't okay. gay. Did they make the suit Varus is made out of gay later? <laughs> I don't know. Huh. Here's 2018, Nico revealed to be League's first openly LGBTQ Yeah, champion. we'll talk about that. Um, here's a character I don't want to talk about, though. Nidalee, the bestial huntress. Uh-huh. Raised in the deepest jungle, Nidalee is a master tracker who can shapeshift into a ferocious cougar at will. Neither holy woman nor beast, she defends her territory from any and all trespassers with carefully placed traps and deft spear throws. She cripples her quarry before pouncing on them in feline form. The lucky few who survive tell tales of a wild woman with razor-sharp instincts and even sharper claws. No... Get that out of here. This is not the kind of cougar woman I want in my life. Get that out of here. I don't want to see it. Boom! Nocturne. The Eternal Nightmare. A demonic amalgamation drawn from the nightmares that haunt every sentient mind. The thing known as Nocturne has become a primordial force of pure terror. It is liquidly chaotic in aspect. A faceless shadow with cold eyes armed with wicked-looking blades. After freeing itself from the spirit realm, Nocturne now continuously... continually descends on the waking world to feed on the kind of fear that can only thrive in true darkness. Nah. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Get out of here, Nocturne. Having a moment. Uh, Olaf, the (laughs) Berserker. An unstoppable force of destruction, the axe-wielding Olaf wants nothing but to die in glorious combat. (laughs) Hailing from the brutal Freljordian peninsula of Lokfar, he once received a prophecy foretelling his peaceful passing, a coward's fate, and a great insult among his people. Seeking death and fueled by rage, he rampaged across the land, slaughtering scores of great warriors and legendary beasts in search of any opponent who could stop him. Now a brutal enforcer for the Winter's Claw, he seeks end in great wars to come well oh he works for Lysandra no he works for Sejuani so if you want death my bud here you go rip I feel like should we do a separate you know who I feel like I feel like John Gaius just being like (laughs) (laughs) well what's it gonna be bud 
Um, should I put a separate listing on this page from Bro? No, <laughs> I'm getting rid of. You can't no, I I killed Olaf because I wanted to kill Broloff. Damn. You just don't want to watch that Broloff video. No, I'm sick. Of, I watched it once already. I paid my dues to society. Oriana, the Lady of Clockwork. We didn't no, do this one, right? No, we read. Only... Once a curious girl of flesh and blood, Oriana is now a technological marvel composed entirely of clockwork. She became gravely ill after an accident in the lower districts of Zon, and her failing body had to be replaced with exquisite artifice piece by piece. Accompanied by the extraordinary brass orb that houses her Hextech arsenal, Oriana is now free to explore the wonders of Piltover and beyond. Ball is life. Literally. Yeah, I get rid of her. Yeah. Leader. Uh, next character is Orn, the fire below the mountain. He's so fucking ripped. Just look. This guy is buff <laughs> as fuck. Look at that fucking chicken nugget of a man. <laughs> Orn is the and demigod of forging and craftsmanship. He works in the solitude of a massive smithy, hammered out from the lava caverns beneath the volcanic hearth home. There he stokes bubbling cauldrons of mort- molten rock to purify ores and fashion items of unsurpassed quality. When other deities, especially Volibear, walk the earth and meddle in mortal affairs, Orn <laughs> arises to put these impetuous beings back in their place either with his trusty hammer or the fiery power of the mountains themselves. I kind of want to <laughs> do Orn. Yeah, he's just a buff little man who's going to walk out and punch <laughs> he's God. He's an angry grandpa who's like, hey, stop all the downloading. Start- Are you walking the earth and meddling in mortal affairs again? <laughs> bear, I swear to God, I will kick your ass. Orn <laughs> <laughs> rules. Let's talk about Orn. <laughs> The computer's acting up again, Volibear. Are you downloading video games again? Volibear, Volibear, get back here. I don't know how Spotify works. Pike, Pike the Blood Harbor Ripper. That's... You could do better. A renowned harpooner from the slaughter docks of Bilgewater, Pike should have met his death in the belly of a gigantic jawfish. And yet he returned, now stalking the dank alleyways and back... The dank alleys and backways of his former hometown He uses his new supernatural gifts to bring a swift and gruesome end To those who make their fortune by exploiting others And a city that prides itself on hunting monsters Now finds a monster hunting them That that doesn't seem like anything Lots of characters are devoting their lives to helping the downtrodden But there sure are a lot of downtrodden left It's just Maybe vigilante justice isn't like going to solve systemic problems with like probably society. not but that won't stop like 20 league of legends characters from getting it anyway rest in rest peace in pike. pike you tried you kind of look cool hmm? he kind of looks cool. cool uh next up is kiana the uh, the empress of elements in the jungle hmm? i was gonna okay you do, do it, it you do it Oh, God. Hold on. In the jungle city of Ixayokan? Not how I would say it, but I would just be winging it, too. I... Kiana uh, plots her own ruthless path to the high seat of the Yuntao. 
Last in line to succeed her parents, she faces those who stand in her way with brash confidence and unprecedented mastery over elemental magic. With the land itself obeying her every command, Kiana sees herself as the greatest elementalist in the history of that place, I said. And by that right, deserving of not only a city, but an empire. Sounds like a bitch. Let's keep her. When the... <laughs> I was going to say that when the blurb is that vague, they don't have Yeah, anything. but she sounds like a huge bitch. Okay, we will keep the mean girl. Yeah. Just for you. Look, I'm just saying, I'm looking at the short story art, and she's, like, facing down, like, some kind of, like, tank. Uh, just seems, just, she yeah. seems neat. Quinn, Demacia's Wings, sponsored by the noble Bouvel family. Quinn is the ranger knight of Demacia who undertakes dangerous missions deep in enemy territory. She and her legendary eagle Valor share an unbreakable bond, and their foes are often slain before they realize they're fighting not one, but two of the kingdom's greatest heroes. Nimble and acrobatic, Quinn takes aim with her crossbow while Valor marks their elusive targets from above, making them a deadly pair on the battlefield. Eh, get him out of here. Or get, her, well, get him out of here, meaning Valor. Cool. Get her out of here, meaning Quinn. She's cool, but a cab. Rakan. The charm. I just want to get a. Can you read uh, Rakan's uh, quote in your Texas voice, please? I got freedom. I got a lady. I got a cause I'd die for. What a man. As mercurial as he is charming, Rakan is an infamous Vestayan troublemaker and the greatest battle dancer in. Lothlin tribal history. To the humans of the Ionian Highlands, his name had long been synonymous with wild festivals, uncontrollable parties, and anarchic music. But this energetic traveling showman has left his old life behind, dedicating himself to the cause of his lover, the rebel Zaya. Together they seek to free Ionia's wild magic, restoring the Pastaya's birthright. Uh, this is gonna be bad, but we probably should talk about Rakan and Zaya. Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. I just... We got we got to talk about the fucking like Vestian like rebellion. Well, this is Han Solo yeah. wife guy. It's gonna be bad, but we should talk about it. <laughs> Ramus, can you can you also read Ramus's quote in your Texas voice? Yeah, Ramus, the armored the armadillo. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm gonna be so sad when that's I'm what Ramus so sounds like when we kill Ramus in fifty seconds. Okay. His, like, only voice line is Idolized by many, dismissed by some, mystifying to all, the curious being Ramus is an enigma, protected by a spiked shell. He inspires increasingly disparate theories on his origin wherever he goes, from demigod to sacred oracle to a mere beast transformed by magic, whatever the truth may be, Ramus keeps his own counsel and stops for no one as he roams the Shuriman desert. Literally nothing going on, but killer character design. Love that man. That's a funny little guy. This, that's a funny little guy. He's great. Okay. Um, do you remember the Armadillo 3DS game that Nintendo no. made? Dylan's Rolling oh, Adventure. Oh, okay. Yeah, whatever. it's like a Wild West thing, right? Yeah, and it's <laughs> Dylan's Rolling Western. Uh, it's just an armadillo, and he's got a cool yeah. scarf. Okay. And he rolls around a bunch. Him. Can you read me Rexai? 
Uh, hold on. Rek'Sai. An ape. Uh, the Rek'Sai is the Void Burrower. An apex predator, Rek'Sai is a merciless void spawn that tunnels beneath the ground to ambush and devour unsuspecting prey. Her insatiable hunger has laid waste to entire regions of the once great empire of Shirima. Merchants, traders, even more, even armed caravans will go hundreds of miles out of their way to avoid her and her offspring's hunting grounds. All know that once Rek'Sai has been on the horizon, is seen on the horizon, death from below is all but guaranteed. Nothing going on. There's a lady monster. That's so woke, but unfortunately there's nothing happening there. If you like Lady Dimitrescu, try Chogath. <laughs> try Fem Chogath. <laughs> okay, I'm typing and while Rex. you're doing that, I'm going to read Rel the Iron Maiden. Uh, the oh, the product of brutal experimentation at the hands of the Black Rose, Rel is a defiant living weapon determined to topple Noxus. Her childhood was one of misery and horror, enduring unspeakable procedures to perfect and weaponize her magical control over metal until she made a violent escape, killing many of her captors in the process. Now branded as a criminal, Rel attacks Noxian soldiers on sight as she searches for the survivors of her old academy, defending the meek while driving, while delivering merciless death to her former instructors. The thing is, didn't we try to do an episode on Rel and there just wasn't anything. I guess she has a short story now. We could try. She has a biography, but no, she, she doesn't does. have a I short just story. There's a short story. What? Why isn't it linked on the main I don't page? know, but if you click a read biography, then you scroll down oh, and it says read Rel's story, then you get to the you get to a short story. So maybe they added that since we we last looked at her. Did we read this? I think we read it when it yeah, was too new. Yeah, it was like too new and there wasn't really anything there, but maybe the short story will add something. Who knows? Maybe. I like yeah. this idea. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> Jack she from looks Mass nice. Effect 2. Jack from Mass Effect 2, but fantasy and, and has cooler muscles. powers, honestly. Controlling metal, cooler yeah. cooler than just like Fe- biotics. Feminito. Who's Nito? Magneto. Oh. All right, so we're keeping this next guy for a very special girl. Yeah, probably. Uh-huh. Uh, Renekton, the Butcher of the Sands. Renekton is a terrifying, rage-fueled, ascended warrior from the scorched deserts of Shirima. Once, he was his empire's most esteemed champion, leading its grand armies to countless victories. However, after the fall of the sun disk, Renekton was entombed beneath the sands, and slowly as the world above changed, he succumbed to insanity. Now free once more, he is utterly consumed with wrecking vengeance on his brother Nasus, who he blames for the centuries lost in darkness. I mean, he's probably right. Like... Nasus was just wandering around, right? Could have come and got him at any time. Yeah, Nasus fucked off. Right? Yeah, I feel like Wingard did nothing wrong. Uh, Next character we are also keeping for a a very special girl. Who's on this pod? Who's on this podcast? Uh, And this this one's Riven the Exile. Do you want me to read this one? Okay. <clears throat> Riven is a puzzle adventure video game. It's a sequel to Mist and second in the Mist I series of games. You Developed by Cyan so Worlds and Originally published by Red Orb Entertainment. Under- I hate you <laughs> what? so much. Every day you just. Enough. Enough. 
Once a swordmaster in the war hosts of ne- Noxus, Riven rose through the ranks on the strength of her conviction and brutal efficiency, and was rewarded with a legendary runic blade and a warband of her own. However, on the Ionian front, Riven's faith in her nation was tested and ultimately broken. She severed all ties to the Empire, seeking to find her place in a shattered world, even as rumors abounded that Noxus had been reforged. Now, forced to return in chains, she faces the judgment of her former homeland. Uh, they took out the part of her backstory that explains yeah, what happened. Where Singe did a did a Vietnam War crime. Uh, yeah, she has Singed a three-part short story. So I've read it. It's it's we're it's gonna, okay. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Riven. I read some Riven fan fiction, and then I managed to stumble across this and realized that it's the same Yo. thing. Yo. So either either the person who wrote the fan fiction got hired to write it again, but like you know, edited more for Riot Games, or somebody just decided to rewrite the official fan uh, fiction. I haven't yeah, looked into it. I mean, knowing what we know about Riot, I feel like the second one is probably the better better guess. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's talk about Rumble, the mechanized menace. Rumble is a young inventor with a temper. Using nothing more than his own two hands and a heap of scrap, the feisty Yurtle constructed a colossal mech suit outfitted with an arsenal of electrified harpoons and incendiary rockets. Though others may scoff and sneer at his junkyard creations, Rumble doesn't mind. After all, he's the one with the flame spitter. Get him out of here. He's nothing. He kind of looks like the Goran Lagan. Yeah. In that one skin, but... There's nothing there. Samira, the desert rose. Samira stares death in the eye with an unyielding confidence, seeking thrill wherever she goes. After her Shreeman home was destroyed as a child, Samira found her true calling in Noxus, where she built a reputation as a stylish daredevil, taking on dangerous missions of the highest caliber. Wielding black powder pistols and a custom-engineered blade, Samira thrives in life-or-death circumstances, eliminating any who stand in her way with flesh and flame. I could keep her. I could could keep keep her. her. Every time I go back to, like, the champ select thing on this row, I have to look at Seraphine. I feel like, ugh. (laughs) (laughs) You. Get out of here. You. Get out of here. Get out of here, Seraphine. Oh my god, there's so many champions left. But we're over oh, halfway through. Man. Uh, Alright, let's do Sejuani, the Winter's Wrath. Sejuani is the brutal, unforgiving war mother of the Winter's Claw, one of the most feared tribes of the Freljord. Her people's survival is a constant, desperate battle against the elements, forcing them to raid Noxians, Demosians, and Avarosans alike to survive the harsh winters. Sejuani herself spearheads the most dangerous of these attacks from the saddle of her Druskvask boar Bristle, using her true ice flail to freeze and shatter her enemies. I think if we're keeping Ash, we have to keep Sejuani, right? Yeah. All right. It's done. It's similarly, another cool another one uh, kind of uh, who gets in on related champions is Senna, the Redeemer. Uh, cursed from childhood to be haunted by the supernatural black mist, Senna joined a sacred order known as the Sentinels of Light and fiercely fought back, only to be killed. F. Her soul imprisoned in a lantern by the cruel Wraith Thresh. 
Uh, but refusing to lose hope within the lantern, Senna used to learn to use the mist and reemerge to new life, forever changed. Now wielding darkness along with light, Senna seeks to end the black mist by turning it against itself and with every blast of her relic weapon, redeeming the lost souls within. Yeah, yeah. I guess we're going to talk about her Lucian set, that whole thing. I just don't want to let the wife killing mechanics go <laughs> unmentioned. Uh, yeah. Next up, we have Set, the, boss. the boss, a leader of Ionia's growing criminal underworld. Set rose to prominence in the wake of the war with Noxus, though he began as a humble challenger in the fighting pits of Navori. He quickly gained notoriety for his. A- oh, I, I almost said average <laughs> strength. <laughs> I was like, damn, this guy's really normally strong. <laughs> For his Yeesh. savage strength and his ability to take seemingly endless amounts of punishment. <laughs> <laughs> now having climbed through the ranks of local combatants, sent his muscles at the top, reigning over the pits he once fought in until we cut his <laughs> fucking head off. Let me just real quick. A leader of Ionia's growing criminal underworld, set rose to prominence in the wake of the war with Noxus. Though he began as a humble challenger in the fighting pits of Navori, he quickly gained notoriety. You know, like, that's just, that's how I hear the whole thing. Yeah. We all love the legend of Cora narrator. What? No, I was doing radio serials. Yeah, oh, that's what I've that never is. Seen legend of Cora. You think I watch the Legend of Cora? Stupid. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're killing Seth, but shout out to uh, Cowboy he... Girlfriend. Seth's dead, dead, baby. baby. Seth's dead. Shen, the Eye of Twilight. Among the secret of Ionian warriors known as the Kinko. Shen serves as their leader, the Eye of Twilight. He longs to remain free from the confusion of emotion, prejudice, and ego, and walks the unseen path of dispassionate judgment between the spirit realm and the physical world. Tasked with enforcing the equilibrium between them, Shen wields blades of steel and arcane energy against any, any <coughs> who would uh, Fuck up. Get out of here, boy. A cab. Shivana the Half-Dragon. Sh- Nice, 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 nice. Shivana is a creature with pure elemental magic blazing in her heart, thus she must often appear as humanoid. She can take on her true form when necessary, that of a fearsome dragon incinerating foes with fiery breath. Having saved the life of the crown prince Jarvan IV, Shivana now serves uneasily in his royal guard, struggling to find his acceptance among the suspicious people of Demacia. Man, Demacians are so racist. I love the Jarvan and Shivana, like, uh... Dynamic. Okay. We'll keep her then. I just think, like, she's a cool dragon lady, and he brings her home, and everyone's like, ah, she's magic, and he's like, nah, but she's <laughs> Yeah, but cool, look at those though. fucking wings, man. Check that out. God, Demosians suck. Uh, anyway, Singed, the mad chemist. Singed is a Zonite alchemist of unmatched intellect who has devoted his life to pushing the boundaries of knowledge with no price, even his own sanity too high to pay. Is there method to his madness? His concoctions rarely fail, but it appears to many that Singed lost all sense of humanity, leaving a toxic trail of misery and terror in his wake. It's like... <laughs> it's like Victor, but worse. Get him out of here. I... Singed is very fun to play. Yeah. That's all I'll say. 
Fun to flip yeah, a guy. You just you make people mad, and they chase after you, and they have to walk in your goo to chase you, and then you turn around and fling them behind you, and you run the other way, so they have to walk through the goo it's again. It's great. Uh, Scion, the undead juggernaut, a brutal warlord from a bygone era, Scion was revered in Noxus for choking the life out of a Damasian king with his bare hands, but denied the peace of death. He was resurrected to serve his empire once more. His indiscriminate slaughter claims all who stand in his way, regardless of allegiance, proving he has retained little of his former humanity. With crude armor bolted onto his rotten flesh, Scion continues to charge into battle with reckless abandon, struggling to remember his true self between swings of his mighty axe. We'll grant another one. Uh, another yeah. one will we'll grant him true death. Yeah, Scion used to be a Arnold Schwarzenegger like yeah. joke, but I guess they, did, they <laughs> when got they decided to get serious. Siver, the battle mistress. Uh, Sivir is a renowned mercenary captain who plies her trade in the deserts of Sharima, armed with her legendary jeweled crossblade. She has fought and won <laughs> countless battles for those who can afford her services and prides herself on recovering lost treasures from the catacombs beneath the old empire. For a generous share of the profits, of course. With ancient forces stirring in the very bones of Sharima, Sivir now finds herself torn between conflicting destinies. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Bye. I had the Pax Silver skin okay. back in the day. I I don't get where the boomerang was a D pad. Okay. I don't I don't care enough to go investigate this lore. You know, she's not that interesting. Next one we should yeah. probably keep Skarner, the Crystal Vanguard. One of the Brackern, Skarner is an immense crystalline scorpion from a hidden valley in Shurima. Known for their great wisdom and deep connection to magic, the Bracken's bodies are fused with powerful life crystals, which hold the living thoughts and memories of their ancestors. In an age-long past, they entered hibernation to avoid destruction, but recent threatening events have roused Skarner, and he now starts to protect his dormant kin from those who would hunt him. This is like an addendum to the fucking Seraphine episode. <laughs> I remember when Skarner first came out. That I was playing League okay. back then. So keep keep get him. Keep him? Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Sona. He's he's just a funny little Sona, scorpion. Maven of the Strings. Sona is a virtuoso of the stringed etoile, speaking only through her graceful chords and vibrant arias. Her genteel manner has endeared her to the Demacian nobility, though some speculate her arresting melodies actually emanate magic, a dangerous prospect in the kingdom. Silent to outsiders, but easily understood by close companions, Sona plucks her harmonies not only to soothe injured allies, but to strike down unsuspecting enemies. Only you can hear me, Summoner. Get him out of here. <laughs> or her out of here. But Later, Sona. He, he him, Sona. Sona. I just don't want to deal with it. Ah, look who's look come who's back, come to, back us. to us. Soraka the Star Child. We, have we talked about Soraka on this podcast? Uh, in Legends canon. No, I mean, like, did we talk yeah, about that I think episode? we've mentioned our, like, our scrapped first Soraka episode. Yeah, it was going to be our pilot. We came up with a better yeah, way to do it. And also, my sister microwaved a stuffed animal in the middle of recording. Right. <laughs> uh, and there was something fucked up with yeah, your mic. Yeah, there was also or something. something fucked up with my so. mic. It was just a podcast that was not meant to be. Uh, anyway. Until now. Mm-hmm.
Until now. from the celestial realm, Soraka gave up her immortal form to protect the mortal races from their own ignorance and violent instincts. She endeavors to spread the virtues of compassion and mercy to everyone she meets, guiding the lost and healing the wounded. For all Soraka has seen of this world's struggles, she still believes the people of Runeterra have yet to reach their full potential. Get her out of here. <laughs> Just, Aww. look, I remember that episode, even if it never came out. Soraka invented historical materialism. I, okay, I don't remember what that was about. Because she, like, she saw everything from the heavens and then didn't understand why things didn't work. And then she went down and learned about how people were and realized that, like, hmm. you know, that that's a different okay. perspective. Good for her. Here's the guy we're going to keep, though. Swain, the Noxian Grand General. Jericho Swain is the visionary ruler of Noxus, an expansionist nation that reveres only strength. Though he was cast down and crippled in the Ionian Wars, his left arm severed, he seized control of the Empire with ruthless determination and a new demonic hand. Now Swain commands from the front lines, marching against a coming darkness that only he can see in glimpses gathered by shadowy, raven, shadowy ravens from the corpses all around him. In a swirl of sacrifice and secrets, the greatest secret of all is the true enemy that lies within... Dun, dun, dun. I didn't know any of this. Whatever I didn't know means. any of this about Swain. All right. This new is Swain. new Swain. Swain two, the sequel to Swain. Because original Swain was just a like a kooky mm-hmm. old guy with like a cane mm-hmm. and a parrot. Now we have new Swain. We have new Swain. We have uh, both. Swain. We also have Silas, the unshackled. Raised in one of Demacia's lesser quarters, Silas of Dregborn has come to symbolize the darker side of the great city. (laughs) As a boy, his ability to root out hidden sorcery caught the attention of the notorious mage seekers who eventually imprisoned him for turning those same powers against them. Having now broken free, Silas lives as a hardened revolutionary, using the magic of those around him to destroy the kingdom he once served, and his band of outcast mage followers seems to grow by the day. So we gotta talk about Silas, because he features very heavily in like Lux's lore. Uh yeah, oh, it's does gonna he? suck. It might I read that suck. comic, it sucks. <laughs> but we should t- it'll be fun to talk uh. about though. Uh next up is Talia the Stoneweaver. Uh, Talia is a nomadic mage from Shirima, torn between teenage wonder and adult responsibility. She has crossed nearly all of Valoran on a journey to learn the true nature of her growing powers, though more recently she has returned to protect her tribe. Some have mistaken her compassion for weakness and paid the ultimate price, for beneath Talia's youthful demeanor is a will strong enough to move mountains and a spirit fierce enough to make the earth crumble. I don't know that Talia is relevant beyond that they were going to make her trans and then Riot said no. Yeah, she's just kind of Terra mm-hmm. Teen Titans a little bit. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. neat. I like her, but I don't know that we will get that yeah. much discussion out of her. Fuck Riot. Uh, next up is Timo, the Swift Scout. 
Undeterred by even the most dangerous and threatening of obstacles, Timo scouts the world with boundless enthusiasm and a cheerful spirit. A yordle with an unwavering sense of morality, he takes pride in following the Bandel Scout's code, sometimes with such eagerness that he is unaware of the broader consequences of his actions. Though some say the existence of the scouts is questionable, one thing's for certain, Timo's conviction is nothing to be trifled with. Timo voice, the dwarven vows. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness and love will I always love win. You know I love Timo. You know that's my boy. We we all know this. We're saying Timo. Next up is Thresh, the Chain Warden. Sadistic and cunning, Thresh is an ambitious and restless spirit of the Shadow Isles. Once the custodian of countless arcane secrets, he was undone by a power greater than life or death and now sustains himself by tormenting and breaking others with slow, excruciating inventiveness. His victims suffer far beyond their brief mortal coil as Thresh wreaks agony upon their souls, imprisoning them in his unholy lantern to torture for all eternity. Damn, that's fucked up. What a joker. What a joker. Oh, I Dead. thought we were keeping him for the Lucian Senna episode. I mean, we can. I don't know how much we need Thresh's people. That's true. Alright, get him out of here. <laughs> Next up is Tristana, the Yordle Gunner. Not somebody who guns down Yordles. (laughs) While many other Yordles channel their energy into discovery, invention, or just plain mischief-making, Tristana was always inspired by the adventures of great warriors. She had heard much about Runeterra, its factions and its wars, (laughs) and its lore, and believed her kind could become worthy of legend, too. Setting foot in the world for the first time, she took up her trusty cannon, (laughs) Boomer... And now leaps into battle with steadfast courage and optimism. We're keeping Tristana. Are we? I thought we were killing Tristana. Boomer must live. Fine. Uh, Tristana's a funny character because depending on the art, like I either think her design is really cute or awful. Yeah, yeah. that's a yordle. Like, scroll down to the short story A Quiet Night. Like, that's a really cute picture. But then, like, scroll down to the other piece of concept art, and it's like, oh, what the fuck? Why does she look like that? Uh, I like the concept art on the right with, like, the the bigger ears. I don't like those. I think the eyes are really bad in that one. I think she should have bigger ears, though. Like, when the ears are big, it's good. But anyway. Trundle, the Troll King... I was just, I'm just really surprised by this art because, like, I guess I've just seen more Tristana fan art than actual art because I thought she was more of a short stack. Trundle is a hulking and devious troll with a particularly (laughs) vicious streak, and there is nothing he cannot bludgeon into submission, not even the Freljord itself. Fiercely territorial, he chases down anyone foolish enough to enter his domain. There, the massive club of with a massive club of true ice at the ready, he chills his enemies to the bone and impales them with jagged frozen pillars, laughing as they bleed out onto the tundra. Okay, goodbye, Trundle. Trundle's yeah, cool. but like, there's not going to be anything to him. He used to be a garbage yeah, troll, and they decided to make him a sexy ice troll. <laughs> For did. what reason? I'm not entirely sure. The barbarian Trindamere, king. The barbarian king. You read Trindamere. Fueled by unbridled fury and rage, Trindamir once carved his way through the Freljord, openly challenging the greatest warriors of the north to prepare himself for even darker days ahead. 
The wrathful barbarian has long sought revenge for the annihilation of his clan, but more recently has found uh, companionship with Ash, forging an alliance of marriage with the Avarosan and Warmother. His almost inhuman strength and fortitude are legendary, and have delivered him and his two allies countless victories against the greatest of the giants. Do you want to keep trained? I am. Yeah. Now, will we keep TF? Twisted Fate, the card master. Twisted Fate is an infamous card sharp and swindler who has gambled and charmed his way across much of the known world, earning the enmity and admiration of the rich and foolish alike. He rarely takes things seriously, greeting every day with a mocking smile and insouciant swagger. In every possible way, Twisted Fate always has an ace up his sleeve. I want to kill him. I know you like your cowboys, but we kept Graves. I don't know if we need Twisted Fate. Yeah. Twisted Fate. That fate is... <gasps> it's a Twisted Fate. Because <laughs> we're going to kill him. Uh, the Twitch Rat. A Zonite Plague Rat by birth, but a connoisseur oh, of filth by passion. Twitch is not afraid to get his paws dirty. Oh, same. Huh? Yeah. It's also the website. Aiming a chem-powered crossbow at the gilded heart of Piltover, he has vowed to show those in the city above just how filthy oh, they really are. Always a sneaky sneak. When he's not rooting around in the sump, he's digging deep into other people's garbage for discarded treasures and perhaps a moldy sandwich. Dead. F. Twitch is dead. Uh... Udir, the spirit walker. Udir is more than a man. He is a vessel for the untamed power. He's a dragon man. <laughs> he is a vessel for the untamed power of primal, Feliordian animal spirits. When tapping into their bestial natures, he can harness different strengths, channeling untold speed, resilience, and brutal ferocity. With their combined might, Udir will turn back all those who dare to harm the natural order of the world. Uh, but will he turn back these hands? And I punch him to death. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Urgot, the Dreadnought. <laughs> oh, he's so cool. <laughs> Once a powerful Noxian headsman, Urgot was betrayed by the Empire for which he had killed so many. Bound in iron chains, he was forced to learn the true meaning of strength in the Dredge, a prison mine deep beneath Zaun. Emerging in a disaster that spread chaos throughout the city, he now casts an imposing shadow over its criminal over underworld. Raising his victims on the very chains that once enslaved him, he will purge his new home of the unworthy, making it a crucible of pain. Mm. Not thrilled. He's got Darth Maul yeah, spider legs. Well, he's dead now. I'm How feeling do you feel pretty good. That? Let's move on to Vane, the Night Hunter. Let's move on to Bayonetta 3. It's more Bayonetta 1. Uh, Shauna Vane is a deadly, remorseless Noxi a Demacian monster hunter who has dedicated her life to finding and destroying the demon that murdered her family. Armed with a wrist-mounted crossbow and a heart full of vengeance, she is only truly happy when slaying practitioners or creations of the dark arts striking from the shadows with a flurry of silver bolts. Get her out of here. Don't want to see that anymore. Boop. I also remember when Vane came out and everyone yeah. thought she was OP. Yeah, she I true thought she was OP because she did true damage and she would bump me into the wall and I couldn't move and I'd be like, hey man, what the hell? Why can't I be CC'd OP? 
Vigar, the tiny master yeah, of read the evil. Whole thing in that voice, please. An enthusiastic Yordle sorcerer, Vigar was embraced powers that few others dare even approach. As a free spirit and inhabitant of Vandal City, he once longed to learn more of the celestial magic practiced by mortals, but his natural curiosity was twisted <laughs> by imprisonment in the immortal bastion. Now a stubborn creature with the dark fury of the stars at his command, Vagar is more often underestimated by others, and though he believes himself truly evil, there are some who still question his deeper motivations. I, I want to keep Vagar for that alone. That performance. That whipped. <laughs> You're so cool. Uh, when, I was, I, when I was a teen, I wanted to yeah, be a voice actor. I heard this about you. It makes so much sense. And I didn't. <laughs> Uh, and then as a young 20-something, I was like, Matt Mercer's kind of cool. <laughs> it's okay. Nobody's perfect. Oh, Velkaz, no. the Eye of the Void. It is unclear if Velkaz was the first Voidborn to emerge on Runeterra, but there's certainly never been another to match his level of cruel, calculating sentience. While his kin devour or defile everything around them, he seeks instead to scrutinize and study the physical realm and the strange warlike beings that dwell there for any weakness the Void might exploit. But Velkaz is far from a passive observer, striking back at threats with deadly plasma or disrupting the very fabric of the world itself. Get him out of here. Goodbye, Goodbye loser. I was... Anyway, anyway, <laughs> fuck all that. that. Time for League of Legends sexy twink. Viego, the ruined king. Oh, he will be. <laughs> He'll be ruined when I'm done with him. <laughs> uh, in sync, the wavelength. Once ruler of a long-lost kingdom, Viego perished over a thousand years ago when his attempt to bring his wife back from the dead triggered the magical catastrophe known as the oh Ruination. Transformed into a powerful, unliving wraith tortured by an obsessive longing for his centuries dead queen, Viego now stands as the ruined king, controlling the deadly harrowings as he scours Runeterra for anything that might one day restore her and destroying all in his path as the black mist pours endlessly from his cruel, broken heart. <laughs> Holy fucking shit! <laughs> I love him so much. This is just... What if Lord Soth oh was a god, twink? Oh my god, we gotta get this guy on the podcast! <laughs> we gotta get Viego on the podcast. Okay, Vladimir the Crimson Reaper... A fiend with a thirst for mortal blood, Vladimir has influenced the affairs of Noxus since the Empire's earliest days. In addition to unnaturally extending his life, his mastery of hemomancy allows him to control the minds and bodies of others as easily as his own. In the flamboyant salons of the Noxian aristocracy, this enabled him to build a fanatical cult of personality around himself. While in the lowest back alleys, it allows him to bleed his enemies dry. Let's go vampire hunting. Kill him. Uh, stab, stab. Alright, Volibear. Sorry, you're just not the coolest Vlad that I've read about. <laughs> Volibear, the relentless storm. To I wish this guy would stop wandering the earth and, man, and meddling with <laughs> well, moral affairs. Well, we got a guy who can help you out with that. <laughs> who can come up and just beat the tar out of him <laughs> with a hammer. He's, he, is that guy ornery? Sort of. Did you say? 
To those who still revere him, the Volibear is the storm made manifest. Destructive, wild, and stubbornly resolute, he existed before mortals walked the Freljord's tundra, and is fiercely protective of the lands that he and his demigod kin created, cultivating a deep hatred of civilization and the weakness it brought with it. He now fights to return to the old ways, when the land was untamed and blood spilled freely, and eagerly battles all who oppose him with tooth, claw, and thundering domination. Shut the fuck Shut the fuck up, Volibear. You dead bitch. The thing about it is that um, it's cool to name your character with uh, letters near the end of the alphabet, but that means that all the bad characters are here at the end, so that's why we're <laughs> like really pulling ahead on, on Condemned uh, here. Warwick, the uncaged wrath of Zaun. Warwick is a monster who hunts the gray alleys of Zaun. Transformed by agonizing experiments, his body is fused with an intricate system of chambers and pumps, machinery filling his veins with alchemical rage. Bursting out of the shadows, he preys upon those criminals who terrorize the city's depths. Warwick is drawn to blood and driven mad by its scent. None who spill it can escape him. Goodbye. I'm done with that. I don't remember him being a cyborg. <laughs> cyborg. Cyborg dog. Cyborg, cyborg dog. dog. Zaya, the rebel. Deadly and precise, Zaya is a Vestayan revolutionary, waging a personal war to save her people. She uses her speed, guile, and razor-sharp feathers to cut down anyone who stands in her way. Zaya fights alongside her partner and lover, Rakan, to protect their dwindling tribe and restore their race to her vision of its former glory. Yeah, we're going to talk about her. Next up is Zerath, the Magus Ascendant. Zerath is an ascended magus of ancient Shiruma. Shiruma. I forgot how to say that for a sec. A being of immortal energy writhing in the broken shards of a magical sarcophagus. For millennia, he was trapped beneath the desert sands, but the rise of Shirima freed him from his ancient prison, driven insane with power. He now seeks to take back what he believes is rightfully his and replace the upstart civilizations of the world with one fastened in his image. Okay, Zerath, get out of here. Boy, you're done. Get him out of here. <laughs> He's the yeah. magic artillery guy. He turns into a tank and like yeah, not a tank, a like turret. a turret. Okay. My mouth is tired. Can you read some? <laughs> Sin Zhao, the Seneschal mm. of Demacia. Sin Zhao is a resolute warrior loyal to the royal family of Demacia. Once condemned to the fighting pits of Noxus, he survived countless gladiatorial bouts. It was not until he faced the forces of King Jarvan III in battle that he decided to relinquish his past life in favor of serving what he now what he saw as a more honorable cause. Armed with his fa- favored three-talon spear, Sin Zhao now fights for his adopted kingdom, audaciously challenging any foe. I'm no matter shaking the my head. Odds. Nope, 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 nope. He's got some good Lu Bu skins, okay. though. He's also got the, the cop skin set with uh-huh. Garen and Jarvan. Yasuo! This yeah. is Liam O'Brien, right? The Unforgiven. An Ionian of deep resolve, Yasuo is an agile swordsman who wields the air itself against his enemies. As a proud young man, he was falsely accused of murdering his master. Unable to prove his innocence, he was forced to slay his own brother in self-defense. 
In time, his master's true killer was revealed and his brother mysteriously returned from death, yet Yasuo still could not forgive himself for all he had done. <laughs> Which was nothing. Now he wanders the world with only the wind to guide his that's, blade. I see they've so retconned him. that Yasuo is like the only character in League of Legends with story resolution and it still didn't change anything? <laughs> no. Because now it's not unforgiven by the courts, it's unforgiven by himself. Yeah, you want to yeah, talk about Yasuo? Yasuo? I want to talk about Yasuo. Don't read ahead. <laughs> Next up is Yone, Listen, the unforgotten. I know how the alphabet works. I knew Yone was coming. <laughs> In life, he was Yone, half-brother of Yasuo and renowned student of his village's sword school. But upon his death at the hands of his brother, he found himself hunted by a malevolent entity in the spirit realm and was forced to slay it with his own sword. Now cursed to wear its demonic mask upon his face, Yone tirelessly hunts all such creatures in order to understand what he has become. Okay. I don't know what's up with that. Seems like some corruption fake is happening going on over there. Next up is Yorick, the Shepherd of Souls. The last survivor of a long-forgotten religious order. Yorick is both blessed and cursed with power over the dead. Trapped on the Shadow Isles, his only companions are the rotting corpses and shrieking spirits that he gathers to him. Yorick's monstrous actions belie his noble purpose to free his home from the curse of the ruination. Okay, Yorick. Later. <laughs> Alas. For uh, Yorick. I knew uh, him well. Next up is Yumi, the cat. <laughs> Her title is literally Yumi, the magical cat. A magical, magical cat, cat from Vandal City, Yumi was once the familiar of a Yordle enchantress, Nora. <laughs> when her master mysteriously disappeared, <laughs> Yumi became the keeper of Nora's sentient book of thresholds, traveling through portals in its pages to search for her. Yearning for affection, Yumi seeks friendly companions to partner with on her journey, protecting them uh, with luminous shields and fierce resolve. While the book strives to keep her on task, Yumi is often drawn to worldly comforts such as naps and fish. In the end, she always returns to her quest to find her friend. I think we should keep Yumi just in case we ever get Autumn on the podcast for real. Yeah. We're Keep keeping the small cat. cat. Uh, next up is Zack. Next Good up we boy. got Zack. Zack is a product of a toxic spill that ran through a chemtech seam and pooled in an isolated cavern deep in Zon Sump. Despite such humble origins, Zack has grown from primordial ooze into a thinking being who dwells in the city's pipes. Occasionally emerging to help those who cannot help themselves or to rebuild the broken what infrastructure the of Zon. <laughs> That's what Zack is? Weapon. I see a lot of art of Riven and Zack together. Do they like. I thought they had like a lore connection, I but no I guess idea. not. I could get rid of Zack. I don't know. Not making a strong oh. impression. Justice Goop is kind of interesting, but <laughs> we, we can kill him. We can kill him. There, like I said, there's 12 people who have dedicated their lives to, like, <laughs> to, to, to helping the helpless uh, in Zon. Helping the people of Zon. <laughs> and then there's Seraphine yeah. who's like, I will make pop songs out of them. Zed, the master. The hero. Utterly ruthless and without mercy, Zed is the leader of the Order of Shadow, an organization he created with the intent of militarizing Ionia's magical and martial traditions to drive out Noxian invaders. During the war, desperation led him to unlock his secret, the secret shadow form. Ninja info cards. <laughs> secret shadow form. A malevolent spirit magic as dangerous and corrupting as it is powerful. 
Zed has mastered all of these forbidden techniques to destroy anything he sees as a threat to his nation or his new order. <gasps> his his new, new empire? empire? Yes, we're talking about Zed. You know we're talking nice. about Zed. Nice, nice, nice. Ziggs, the hexplosive okay. expert. With a love of big bombs and short fuses. <laughs> <laughs> the Ornal Sinks is an explosive force of nature. As an adventure's assistant in Piltover, he was bored by his predictable life and befriended a mad blue haired bomber named Jinx. Whoa, he and Jinx. <coughs> After a wild night on the town, Ziggs took her advice and moved to Zon, where he now explores his fascinations more freely, terrorizing the chem barons and regular citizens alike in his never ending quest to blow stuff right, up. I will kill him. But the idea of Jinx and Ziggs hanging out together is fun. It's also funny because if Ziggs <laughs> likes big bombs so much, then why is he hanging out with Jinx? It's funnier when it was a cock and balls joke, Nora. Oh, I was no. thinking of boobs. <laughs> big bombs yeah. and short fuses. I thought that's why we were laughing. Uh, <clears throat> Zillion, the Chrono Keeper. Once a member of Acathia's governing council, Zillion is a prodigious elemental mage who seeks mastery over time itself. After using his powers in an attempt to save his people from the void, he now drifts through the past, present, and future, bending and warping the flow of time around him. Zillion has traveled from Terra's mysterious creation all the way to its seemingly inevitable ending, searching tirelessly for any strand of fate that might undo his homeland's destruction, or at least a little bit of plot development for anyone involved. Get him. Yeah, that get him out of Zillion. Zillion schmillion. Okay, okay, boomer. boomer. <laughs> uh, Zoe, the aspect of Twilight. As the embodiment of mischief, imagination, and change, Zoe acts as the cosmic messenger of Targon, heralding major events that reshape worlds. Her mere presence warps the arcane mathematics governing realities, sometimes causing cataclysms without conscious effort or malice. This perhaps explains the breezy nonchalance with which Zoe approaches her duties, giving her plenty of time to focus on playing games, tricking mortals, or otherwise amusing herself. An encounter with Zoe can be joyous and life-affirming, but it is always more than it appears and often extremely dangerous. I'm kind of interested. Yeah, I also know um, Zoe is a really popular character to, to ship with Kane, the guy Isn't with the haunted scythe. A child? She no, looks like a child. She's just skinny, I think. Okay. But also, she's an eldritch being, so mm, who can say? The anime excuse. I saw a bunch of like college okay. AU, that would just, League of Legends stuff when I back when I was reading. That would just make her a manic pixie dream girl, though. That's the point: is that uh, Kane is really broody, and Zoe's the manic ship, pixie dream ship. girl. No, it's a good no. ship, actually. Uh, anyway, last on the list, Zyra, the Rise of the Thorns. That's a bad title. That's not. What does that mean? Born That's a verb. Born in an ancient sorceress catastrophe, Zyra is the wrath of nature given plant form, an alluring hybrid of plant and human, kindling new life with every step. She views the many mortals of Valoran, as, or Valoran, I guess, as little more than prey for her seated. Pr- 
Jane and thinks nothing of slaying them with flurries of deadly spines. Though her true purpose has not been revealed, Zyra wanders the world, indulging in her most primal urges to colonize and strangle all other life from it. Big bombs and short fuses. Uh, I hate the vibes of Zyra. I want to. I want to get her out of yeah. here. What if we made poison uh, ivy but more horny? Somehow. All right. All right. We've, we've, we've reached, reached the end. Of the the end. What are the final tallies? We killed more people than we redeemed. So. So we killed. Uh, sixty-four. Damn. Damn. Yeah, we we killed sixty-four people, and we saved. Uh, fifty-six. See, like I feel very validated by this. Like, there were a lot of champions that were just not anything. I might have done the math wrong there. It's fine. It's fine. Fifty-six saved. And... Sixty-three. I'm just gonna do this. We have saved... Fifty-seven. We've killed sixty-five. I also did the math wrong. Alright, but I... But I do feel validated. Okay. I feel I'm feeling good. I feel like we've gotten a lot of the stinkers just in the garbage. We don't need to deal with them, and we've got well, in, cool to interesting, <laughs> or like this will be bad <laughs> characters to mm-hmm. do episodes on. I'm okay with this. How do you feel? I'm I'm yeah. feeling good. Season three. Look out. Welcome to season three of We Are the Champions. This, uh... This is a new paradigm. We're just gonna... We're just gonna choose characters that we want to talk about now. No gods. No masters. Not even fate. We we can change the future. We can change our destiny. That's the lyric. That's the Gundam song. (laughs) <laughs> we'll we'll make our we'll make our own fate from here on out. Um, we are also, you know, it's a little bit away, but we're coming up on a year of podcasting. Ooh, man, I didn't think about that. Not since we went to biweekly. I haven't thought about that. Yeah, three months. Uh, until we hit our end of yeah. first year. Woo. Weird. I think we'll be done yeah, in under two years. for sure. Like, it's it's not going to take super long. Well, kind of. I mean, two years still, but, you know. It's not as long as, it's not going to be as long as, like, you know, reading every Brandon <laughs> Sanderson book uh-huh. <laughs> or watching every Gundam. Uh, we, we like to choose just kind of mildly insane podcast projects to undertake. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Reasonably. But I'm feeling I'm feeling good about this one. I'm feeling revitalized. Uh I'm ready ready for season three. Do you wanna pick a do you wanna pick a character nice. to talk about like right now? 
No, because we've been okay, recording for fair. two hours. Fair. Very fair. You want to just end it then? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't have right. that much more in me for podcasting. Yeah. I did a podcast well, this morning. Thank you, thank you, everyone, for coming out for the season finale. Thank you for bearing with us as I have restarted school and job and gotten worse depression um and the coronavirus um all of i didn't get the coronavirus i thought i had the coronavirus for a while though yeah that's happened at least once around here uh, this podcast has been exclusively a yes, coronavirus that, joint. That's true. When I think about it, this was this was our Corona project for a while. Only, only in a truly uh. dire mental time do you get together and go, "What if we did a League of Legends lore podcast?" <laughs> that is a that is an idea that only comes out of a truly dark <clears throat> night of the soul. But then even darker night is to, you know, as a form of criticism, not as an expression of fandom. Man, we're fucked up mentally. I guess we did just kill over 50 people in one podcast episode. Oh my god. We're the sickos. I'm looking in the mirror. I've got horns. Wait, hold on. That's cool. (laughs) All right, let's 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 stop this. We're done. Let's plug no, them up. Stop that! Don't stop. In season, in season What's three, can you just be kinder? No. You can find me on the internet, on Twitter specifically, at Great Grebe, which is a type of bird. You can listen to my other podcasts. Uh, novel not new on the Abnormal Mapping Network, which is about video games that are narrative heavy. You can also listen to my other podcast, Do Not Steal, which is about critiquing tabletop games and then making tabletop OCs, another really normal-brained podcast. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, you can give me a kiss, because it's February, Valentine's Day coming up. Wow! Okay, you can't give me a kiss anymore. <laughs> Not you. You, what? the the listener. I got my Valentine's Day kiss. I don't need any others. Bye, fuckers. <laughs> Where am I going with this plug? Nora, please. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at neither Nora. Find stuff I do at NoraBlink.online. You can find my podcast about narrative works... Uh, at the second best game dot club, which is journal updated, we it just came out two days ago yeah. as of this recording. We talked about the banner saga, and now we're gonna play Radical Dreamers, which is a Satellaview uh, game that is a tie-in, kind of, or maybe a prototype if you want to think about it that way, of mm-hmm. Chrono Cross, which is kind of sort of a sequel to Chrono Trigger. Yeah, it's all very yeah, ambiguous. I know what those words mean. You can email the podcast um, at also, we are the email at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Runeterra Tips. You can also listen to my podcast, uh, Rush Jet Radio, because we're closing in on the end of our time watching the Ruby Spears Mega Man cartoon. 
And we're going to start yeah. watching anime soon. And I'm really excited to be watching anime instead of this really, really bad yeah. 90s kids show. Give me the yeah, 2000s the kids anime. show. Uh, unfortunately, they did. it's one of those where the dub just didn't do a bunch of episodes. And reading the, like, they they aired, like, 20 of them, maybe, and then they, aired, like, went back and started over and aired more That's of them so mixed weird. in there. It was, it was a That's so huge weird. mess. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that is also a, sh- a, pe- a podcast that's about to undergo a shift. Yeah, so. You can join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash export audio? Yeah, I got it right. Yep. Or export yeah. odd.io. You also can get Duolane, which is our <sighs> weekly uh, fucking around podcast where we kind of just do whatever. Um, incredible podcast. That's our magnum opus. We talked about Harrow the Ninth this week. Yeah, we did like a big conversation yeah. about Harrow the Ninth and all of our listen to that. Listen, listen to that. Observation. So figure out what I mean when I say I feel like John Gaius this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also are doing a project on Duo Lane to watch mm-hmm. a bunch of Gyllenhaal movies, which is fun. There's there's other stuff on the on the Patreon. You know, you get export audio, uh, import audio rather where. Curly and I fuck around and talk about video games. You'll get that other thing that Autumn does about sports. Wow. I don't know wow. what it's called. <laughs> That's fucked up that you don't know the name of your wife's podcast. I don't what? know the name of my wife. I know the name of your wife. <laughs> I think that makes her my wife now. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <clears throat> We're going to sort this out, but until next so time. bottom. Um. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's usually the other way around, isn't it? Season, yeah. season three, now new paradigm. This is the corruption fic. I've gotten you to say Phil Bottom at the end of the episode. Uh, good night, everyone.